Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Matt. Hey, what's up? And back from his sick leave, it's Connor. Yes, yeah, notably no sick pay, though. <laughs> He's going to be wanting catering next. <laughs> uh, so, you guys, you guys get free healthcare, you don't get sick time. <laughs> So, <laughs> we talk about DC Comics on this show, uh, and coming up on this week's fairly packed, I mean, this is a complete contrast to, to last week, where we had, like, four books total, um, we have Heroes in Crisis, Issue 8, Detective Comics 1002, Action Comics 1010, Wonder Woman 69, The Flash 69, Batgirl 34, nice. Justice League... <laughs> 10. Sorry, just like Dark 10. You threw me off there, but uh, Sorry. The Terrifics number 15, The Silencer issue 16, Dial H for Hero issue 2, and Freedom Fighters issue 5. <laughs> Hell of a list. Hell of a list. Yep. Um, you all notice that there is no Red Hood, uh, which Connor still drew for this month, obviously because he was sick last week in the quiet week. He's just going to roll that over into next week, uh, so David can can fight him to the death over it if he wants. <laughs> But it's coming. He's still week. getting it. It's not like it hasn't been delivered upon. It's just, you know, slightly later. When, when you got the ginger plague, Sli- slightly late and disappointing. That basically sums up Connor to. Uh, 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 oh, that's fair. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, here we are. Connor has a voice this week. If you actually, if you if you go back to the if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, Mailfuzz TV, and you check out the Star Trek Discovery finale review, or the what was the other thing we did? It was Blue Steel. It was the Blue Steel and Flux, yeah, the movie review. And just listen to his voice in those two videos. And that was before he went into a coma for three days and we didn't record anything for a while. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can see how bad he sounded. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Like, absolutely terrible. I had to boost his audio levels up by like 10 decibels just so he would come in at the right level. He was like, yeah, 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 um, yeah the movie's pretty I, I, good. I basically didn't have a voice and I was just like, why am I doing this? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a shambles. It was very unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, well, so, last year when I had Shutter, I, I still up. recorded. So I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, Matt, it's appreciate. Like, everyone appreciates it. All the folks at home. Uh, so yeah, that's what's coming up. Um, I don't think there was any news this week, but Cara insisted there were some delays to talk about. So Cara can tell us about some delays. There is, there is. Um, first up, Shazam issue six. Mm. Um is now coming June 5th. So that's been delayed three weeks. Okay. And, of course, the weekly update, we have another weekly delay to Doomsday Clock. That's not even news anymore. Oh, no, no, but this is a two... Oh, there's there's three parts to this news, actually. Oh, God. First one, issue 10 has been delayed another week. So it's May 29th now. That's a week five. That's a good week for it. It's a quiet week. (laughs) Issue 11 was originally supposed to come out May 22nd. So they thought, you know what? We should probably actually push that now. Uh, August 14th. That's actually a reasonable... That's a 12-week delay from what it was originally. Yeah, it's but two I and act... a half months after the, after the previous issue. Yes, but I actually believe they'll hit that. I still don't. I mean, I'm not, we'll saying that, I'm not saying it won't get pushed back a week or two, but that's actually... See, this is, it's this better is the... than pushing it to July or whatever. You know, no, but this is the thing, though. I mean, no, I mean, July would have still been believable because that was two months, but that's still more than what issue ten is taking from when issue nine came out. Let's say issue ten hits that last week of May. 
Yeah, when was issue nine? Issue nine was like uh, the, the one of the last couple of weeks of March. Like it was two months since that last issue, maybe just over. So that, that's actually a realistic expectation for when issue eleven. Whereas you know before it was like, oh, no, it's still coming out in May. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, nine came out on eighth of March. Oh, it was the eighth of March. It was a bit early on the eighth. month. I thought. Yeah. Oh, 6th of March, sorry, I, I, you know, I, I put one I read. 6th of March. Well, I mean, so. still, it, is, like, it may go another week, but that's like a, a reasonable expectation based on when 10 it seems is. to it, be coming it out. It means, assuming there are no other delays, we will finish, what, mid-October? Uh, no, I would say, yeah, I would say end of October. Yeah, yeah, assuming there's no other delays and they hit two months... So when I said they're hitting November for a clean two years, I might not have been that far off. Well, no, but it was still pessimistic at the time because the delays have gotten worse since then. <laughs> so. It was it was realistic. Um, and, and the third bit with this is they've actually changed the plans for the trade release. They did originally have uh, one big hardcover scheduled to come out in November, I think. Um and most sensible people will still wait for the one big hardcover that will come after the all Yes, they're, anyway. they're actually <laughs> splitting it into two six issues now. I assume hardcovers. It doesn't say, um, but I'm assuming still because they typically do hardcovers first anyway. Um, so I'm assuming it's two six issues. There's going to be a deluxe hardcover with all twelve. Just wait for it. There will be, uh, but it'll be a while now because the first part is coming in October. The second part they're expecting in May, um, which is quite a, quite a wait. Uh, and then that's, not, so that's, then, not, that's normal for the, the delay though between when the last issue comes out and when their trades come out that's actually the not yeah yeah it's not that far um yeah. but it's it's quite a wait for then for us to get to the the deluxe which will probably be another six months after that so you're looking at the end of 2020 if you're waiting on that which uh, you should be matt give your thoughts you've been sitting there quiet <laughs> no i just like it's whatever i don't <laughs> you, you guys get more interested in this than I do, so oh. <laughs> that's all. Ah, he just he, he loves he loves talking about it. I'm just I'm just poking. I know. Up. All right, <laughs> exciting delay news, um, or or not as the case may be. Um, I guess we'll talk about books. I don't know. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was going to start. I was not. I was going to like. If we get anything else to talk about before we get into books, and I don't actually think we do. Um, if you are interested on uh, Avengers Endgame thoughts, me and Matt, along with Tim, will be reviewing that uh, tomorrow at the time. Well, actually, by the time this goes up, because these go up on early Sunday now, um, we're recording later th- today. By the time you're hearing this, if you're listening to it day one. And it'll be up sometime late Sunday as our Avengers Endgame review. Which you can get on the YouTube page, Mailfuzz TV, or you can get on the Mailfuzz Movies audio feed podcast. Uh, so, whatever one tickles your fancy, if you if you want to hear us talk about America. And I, I suppose I should put that in the Elsewhere feed as well, like I do with the DC movies on this one. Yeah, yeah you probably should. That does make sense, doesn't it? Does they have, if they have uh, any... Any... Uh, so what I'm looking for... They like Marvel comics. They like Marvel movies. That's true. So. Although theoretically, I should have put Hellboy in that feed as well because technically it's all non-DC comics. I mean, again, after seeing Endgame, the less we can talk about Hellboy, the better. <laughs> you know that will upset Tim. Oh, but... yeah. Try telling that to Tim tomorrow. Oh, I, I, oh, Tim was posting images of his letterbox ratings for both movies, and Hellboy was uh, suspiciously a little bit higher. 
What's, what's Tim's letterbox? Uh, just Tim Vergillish, I think. He's, he's, okay. he's a boring sort. I need sword. to go and find out. I need, I need to see this for myself. Go check what he read, Hellboy. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> well, he even told us in the review that he was he was gaming the review a little because of his Hellboy. So take that take that with what you will. A grain of salt. Yeah, that's what you take that. It, with. it, it says a lot that he could still give Avengers Endgame an incredibly high score and still be lower than Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. And for the, high it is. And Hellboy is 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 it's not a good movie. Like it is objectively a bad motion picture. <laughs> Let us make that very clear. <laughs> very, very clear. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. And I'm sure me and Matt are gonna rant on uh, the endgame review about how badly DC have messed up and aren't anywhere close to anything mm-hmm. like this. Uh but we'll save that for that because I'm sure no. we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh so we will we will uh, discuss we will discuss DC comics and we will start with the cheeriest of cheery books which I'm sure will will present us with lots of happy conversation and you know thoughtful hopeful inspiration <laughs> and that is Heroes in Crisis issue 8 Tom King writing with Mitch Gerrards on the art. So I want I want to start off by saying that you know back when this 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 series started back when Heroes of Christ started you know I I like the yep. feel of it I like you know the kind of the impending kind of okay mm-hmm. what's going on and yes there was that question of why are we just finding Wally and Roy's bodies you know after being killed off camera this is kind of you know whatever but it had this feeling to it I was kind of into it and parts of the story got better although parts of it got more tedious I think the last issue was definitely the 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 the, the one where I was really feeling the fatigue of just it being dragged out to what it was being dragged out to until this issue this issue is basically i don't even care if they fix it or how they fix it i don't think it can redeem the reading experience at this point because i hated this issue with me too pete i'm glad you said it (laughs) oh i'm so glad i didn't read this because if you guys hated it oh boy i this is unless they do something to properly fix this, and by well, fix this I mean Wally. If unless they do something to properly fix Wally after this and retcon all this shit out of continuity, mm-hmm. I would have rather he never came back. Yeah, um, I I get what King's going for. I get that there's a parable about PTSD and mental illness and and lashing out, but. The way in which this just holds your hand and and explains every little thing that has happened thus far, and it still doesn't feel fulfilling, it's it sucked. Like I, I mean, don't the, the the only male positive I can say is that Wally didn't act technically intentionally murder everyone at Sanctuary. Right. He just sort of exploded with speed force because he couldn't control it because he got emotional right. and that killed yeah, everyone. Yeah, he, he he essentially had like a a, a panic attack via speed force. Yes, and and he couldn't control it. Therefore, is better than him becoming like a sadistic killer and just murdering everyone. So I mean, points for that, I guess. (laughs) But like, then him like this is a because this is a definitely I don't say because because flash, but there's a term for that. It's speed force. I don't have to explain shit, right? Speed force, bro. Yeah. So he through, through using the speed force, he goes through and and pieces together all of. Uh, the secrets of of sanctuary. He's the one that wrote the puddlers are dead because he remembered a story mm-hmm. that that Wally or that Barry had told him 
about, you know, that puddlers are these people that take out the impurities of iron, right? But because you take out the impurities, it affects your lifespan because it's a very dangerous job inhaling all those vapors. So these people that are making things better end up having to sacrifice themselves. All right, I get it. It's all very well researched and like, I'm sure this is all part of King's plan. I don't like the way it was executed. I, I just, I don't like the concept. Ultimately, I'm at yep. a point now where I just, I don't like this concept for a story. So even if you fix it wonderfully in the last issue, oh. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible that some dramatic point won't make me see the point of all this, mm-hmm. right? It made me recontextualize it and think, okay, that's yep. why he did this with the character. That's why he picked Wally. That's why he's, he's mm-hmm. going through this specifically. But right now, it feels like there's almost nothing he could do that would make me go, this was worth the journey. Well, and I feel like you kept saying this won't all matter, and that's why I keep going. Like, I keep feeling like when you involve Booster Gold and Timey Wimey, and now the Speed Force and, and Timey Wimey, um, I just feel like this is going to be written out of existence. See, the thing is, is we find out Wally basically sets up the mystery. He intentionally does mm-hmm. all the things, writes the graffiti on the wall, displays the bodies like they are, he makes Harley and Booster each see different version of events, so they both think the other did it. He sets all this up, and he specifically says, he wants to set it up so that Barry will overlook things, because he knows how he works, and he also thinks it will make Batman question things, right? He wants Batman Everything. to be, you know, deep in the mystery. And this issue doesn't really explain why he wants them to be in such yep. a, an extreme mystery, other than maybe he just wants it to be unsolvable. But the whole thing is, is that he's recording this confession and sending it to Lois Lane. He ends with saying, Miss Lane you know this is my confession blah 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 i don't know where it's going with this for its final issue and part of me just doesn't give a shit anymore yep i i I, i'm at the same i don't again i'm not one for like that hates like walking you through but this just felt super like lazy was this issue on the kratos position it's that's all it is it's, it's just what it's Wally. It's Wally telling his story of everything he's done since he's been at Sanctuary, and right. you know, just going through it all. Yeah. So it doesn't even have characters uncover the mystery. They don't get to the bottom of it. No. All the investigation is is, is pointless. We're just going to have him. Oh, we'll, we'll just tell. But, about but it's also Wally saying that that was his point, is because his point is he, people shouldn't have to go through this stuff alone, and that's a very noble intent out of Tom King. Because with the sanctuary, with the way that it was set up, everyone's dealing with it through their own way. There's no actual therapist to help you get through this stuff. And that's why Wally ended up having this explosion of speed force energy that killed everybody because it got too much for him to handle. And so the whole point is that no one should have to go through this stuff alone. And he's alone. And that's why this all happened. Again, that's that's a very, yeah, like, it, it's it, a very interesting and a... In, in today's society, it's a it's a good message, right? Like, but the way that that King unveils it all again, it's all exposition. It's all while going, well, I did this, and then I went and did this, and then this happened because. I mean, no, but uh, so you're talking about craft here. You're talking about how it's executed. Yeah. I don't even care about craft at this point. I just hate the concept. You've turned Wally into a killer of a bunch of people, and you've made him more depressed than he's ever been before. He's and obviously, I like the idea of exploring that his wife and kids are missing, yeah. and that would have him be down. But we're at a point now where he feels like he can't even get past it. That short of the way, even if the wife and kids came back, even if Linda and the kids came back, like at the right. end of this this series somehow, they somehow brought them out of the Speed Force out of continuity yeah. and into this world. 
he will be a wreck because of what he's done. So it has right. to be erased in some way, and he cannot remember it because it's just it's just such a dark thing, and it, it like it just it feels like character assassination. <laughs> I hate yeah. to use that phrase, but it feels like character assassination. And I would rather he didn't come back if this is what it was all going to build. And, you know, I do have to wonder, like, did Williamson do Flash Wars as a sort of last hurrah, knowing what Wally was going to be done, you know, what was going to happen to him next? See, and I and I hope, I hope that's not the case because Williamson's really excited to be working on whatever is coming next. Like, remember, he has this other series that's coming um and he always said how excited he was to work on on the flash and wally was his flash so i always took that as hey maybe we're going to get some other wally centric series some team book or something i don't know and now i'm i don't know yeah you I mean, know? That's, like, that's what we hope for but like at, at this point it kind of feels like it feels like that took that away like all the possibility of redeeming wally now like you said is like... And, and, and like i said by the end of issue issue nine the final issue it might change everything, it might retcon things, it might fix it all. And that's okay going forward for future things, yeah. but it does not justify or redeem this story where I'm like, I, I care about the story anymore, I want to read the story. Right. But as soon as we started getting hints that Wally might be the killer, and we saw this cover for issue 8, and it was like, this looks mm. like they're going down this path. Nothing about this, like... Mm. And, okay, like, so, pe- so people bring up Identity Crisis, and Okay, I imagine yes, there might be like Ralph Dibney fans, a lot less of them in Wally West, but yes, yeah, but... there might be Ralph Dibney fans who hate that story because it kind of takes away that that character can never be the same after that story. And most of us didn't really care if we liked the story because we didn't really care about Ralph Dibney being Ralph Dibney forever because he's Ralph Dibney, and it doesn't mean that much to a lot of people. Right, but but still, in that moment with Ralph, like there's this empathy where you root for this to like. You got to find out who did this, right? And I feel here, there's nothing to root for besides like this being all undone. You know what I mean? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a fair point to like, make if you're comparing them. And I, I just I want to acknowledge that yes, if you, if you were a Ralph Dibney fan when Identity Crisis came out, I get that that probably destroyed that character for you in a way that you could never go back. You know, barring you know yeah. full on retcons and continuity wipes and whatever else. Which they seem to have, have been heading towards, like yeah. for the first time in a while, we're we're seeing Ralph pop up, or at least his name. Yeah, and and I just. Oh. But I I liked that story. I liked how it was written. I liked how it affected mm-hmm. DCU. I felt like more things were coming out of it that that mattered. Here yeah. in this story, I mean, right now at least, outside of characters in Green Arrow and Flash reacting to deaths of characters, no one, no, none of the effects of what happened in Heroes in Crisis have been felt anywhere in terms of plot, in no. terms of sanctuary, just, in terms there of. There was just. There was just a mention of it in Doomsday Clock, like number five, mm. six, one of those ones. But other than that, it all like that felt like an afterthought. Yeah, I, I really, I. I mean, I'm obviously I'm going to read the last issue now. I'm not going to. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Well, because I have to know how because Booster, them him going to Ted, I don't think factored into Wally's plan, right? Mm. And and Harley going to Babs. So I feel like that throws a wrench in it. And so we, we find out that the dead body is from five days in the future when when Wally's basically going to kill himself. So uh, I feel like yeah. Yeah. If they're going to stop him from If, if you wanted a panel of Wally West speeding behind himself to snap his own neck, this, this yeah. book's got you covered. 
So you're, you throw a wrench in that time loop, and I feel with Booster, that's, that's you know. Joe, you know what really is bizarre to me is that Mr. Miracle was a fantastic book, and we spent, like, sometimes close to an hour just deconstructing each issue, talking about what each scene meant, yeah. how it related to the overall themes of the book, and this by comparison's kind of a mess, and... Mm. I'm really struggling to see what the point of some of the decisions are, and I get I get what you're saying about how you know, they're not doing this alone, and it's kind of mm-hmm. almost a meta thing where because Molly keeps talking about how everyone's pinning like the hope of the yeah. world on him because he's that he represents yeah. hope and how much stress that causes them and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I appreciate what it's doing there, but it just it's the execution's <sighs> not there for that. Like to to turn it into a murder mystery and stuff. Like that was the cool thing about Mister Miracle. It wasn't like a mystery. It was almost like a slice of life in in Barda in in Scott's life. I mean, ex- execution's like, off, but I, I go back to just pure concept. Conceptually, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's problems with just what the idea is here. At least, and again, maybe the the last issue will make it all magically work, but I highly doubt it. I highly yeah. doubt the last issue is going to make me look back at this one and go, "Oh, that was worth doing all that." <laughs> yeah, this is this is one that when it started I went, "Oh, this will be like a a, a trade." on my shelf like identity crisis that if someone has questions i can give it to them to read this is just like i don't want anything to do with it now I, this this issue really upset me like mm. like yeah and just not just because I'm, I'm a well yeah like not just because i'm a big wally fan and i don't agree with what they're doing with him but it just like pete said it's a mess and it, it's it's almost unjustified with why you know like so Johns brings Wally back because everyone's been crying for Wally. And then, like, what, Aditi will be like, oh, no, we're going to, hey, King, you can use Wally. Let's turn him into this terrible wreck of a character. You know, I just, I don't know where the thought process was. It does it does feel like whatever plans Johns wanted for, for Wally, or even yeah. other things that Rebirth promised in a lot of ways, as, as much as, like, I'm loving Doomsday Clock, and Doomsday Clock feels like it's delivering yeah. the, the big epic thing that uh, Rebirth set up. When it is delivered. Yeah, but the promise <laughs> of yeah. everything that was in Rebirth that was promised to kind of spiral out into the books, that's mm-hmm. kind of dissipated over time, and a lot of, and yeah. not all necessarily for the worst, like, some elements are, are arguably yeah. better, like, I think Superman in action are better than they, they were when Rebirth started. We're at a point now, though, where so Doomsday Clock was supposed to take a year, and it was set one year in the future, right? And right. at the end of that year, all the other books would jump ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer sure they will. I I don't yeah. know if they bother. I think they they might just go just Doomsday Clock. It's its own thing. Just just kind of mm-hmm. let it do its thing and, and and leave it at that. Yeah. But at least they're dealing with Doctor Manhattan. He's not omnipotent. He can adjust the story a little to affect it later. Like it's not. Yeah, I've never been I'm super concerned right with the, the, the timeline thing of uh, yeah. DC Universal catch-up to Doomsday Clock, which is a year in advance, because yeah. they play so much with how much time passes at any given yeah. point anyway. That I, I just mean nothing. more the idea of Doomsday Clock actually having an impact in the sense of everything that happened stays happened and we deal with the aftermath and the repercussions. Oh, that's another. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole other debate. That's a whole other that's, question. That's what I meant by catching up with it. And uh, the, you know, it, it's it's set post. And at this point, I don't believe that, that everything's in. going to catch up with it or uh, you know yeah. incorporate no. what's happened in Doomsday Clock. At this at this point, I almost feel like Doomsday Clock's going to be better than everything else, and then I'll just accept that nothing else is going to reference it. it. It'll be a, a pipe dream that oh, if only we could have followed Doomsday. Yeah, Clock. but but at the same time, it, it's a nice meta commentary from Johns on 
how Watchmen impacted superheroes in this century. Yeah, yeah, no, so I, he, I think it'll yeah, still be a he, great read. Yeah, even as a standalone, like that's fine. Like as a big continuity head that I am, yeah, I want to see it weave in and out, like like it yeah. promised. But if it doesn't, it's well, not the end uh, there'll, there'll be some things that come out of it because I at least mm-hmm. imagine JSC and Legion are going to, yeah, like, spring out of it. Maybe that, that that said, I will gladly sacrifice that if we can keep getting stuff like Naomi. You know, which are oh, just. I mean, there's positive. I mean, on I don't want this to be a doom and gloom conversation. Like, yeah, I, I'm reading a lot of DC books still, and I'm really enjoying all the ones I'm reading. I, you know, I've made a yeah. good point of dropping things I'm not liking. So, mm-hmm. and there's still a healthy amount of books. It's just, you know, there's definitely areas which feel like because it's, it's funny because we're loving Aquaman right now. Aquaman is great, mm-hmm. but we did Rebirth did promise they were getting married. <laughs> like, and that, yeah. that was you know three years yeah. ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I feel like whatever the plans were, they, they changed from these are hard set plans, so this is a jumping off point. No, no, the plans you know? were John set up these plans, and then Didio and Co didn't want to follow them. They and... they, they ousted yeah. him, and it's like, look, you go do your own thing. You get your whatever his label's called now. Uh, what is that called? Killzone or something like that. Killzone, that's right. Right, you you go do your stuff in the corner, do whatever you want, and we'll take the main toys and and do our thing. Yeah, it's funny how no, every I, I would not be surprised to see Doomsday Clock when when the trade comes out to be it published under the Killzone banner. Well, it depends if Killzone's even a thing by the time the trade comes out. Right, because right yeah, now, right, right, right now, no, but right out. now, Connor, it's purely conceptual. We have not had a single Killzone book yet. No, I know. Yeah. To the point where I, I don't even. Surprised if this is the first one. Though. No, no, no. That's the thing. I'm at the point now where I don't even necessarily believe it's going to exist. I don't. Think that... Do you think there's going to be books that come out under Killzone? They announced that like a year ago, maybe even more than that. Yeah, that was WonderCon last year. Yeah, uh, I, I think we might still get that that Three Jokers book. Oh yeah, that that's definitely in the works. Is that not just going to be black label though? Yeah. No, that, could just no that... I mean, they could do, but. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I yeah. like it's been so long since they announced that that it doesn't even feel like it's a real thing anymore. Yeah, Man, fair. I just I just want Johns to go back and write books like he did with Green Lantern and Flash. Like just let him work yeah. and then play off of stuff from there. Well, no, I mean I, I I'm digging Shazam. I'm enjoying Do- Doomsday Clock's yeah. my favorite book every time it comes out. Like the the, the thing here right. is not the quality or what he's writing. What what he's writing is is still you know, John's the the problem here well, is just how little control he actually has in the say of the overall direction of everything. Right. Yeah. And I'm okay with going back to a day where he's not dictating the creative focus, but they leave him alone to tell his stories. You know? Like like they did back back then before he was promoted. You know? Mm. So I just I just long for those days because man, those those days when Blackest Night was coming out and a new Green Lantern book came out. Like I was rushing to the comic shop to to get that, and I miss those days. Like I did not have that feeling with Heroes in Crisis Eight. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna read this first, but oh, I didn't. I was putting oh, no, it I off. I, I was. I, I had to know. I had to because I knew this was the big like, you know, this is where it comes together. The, the, the answers just, issue. Yeah, it just it was a thud. I I I put it off till at the middle of my my my, my pile because I just. I will say, I, I did like the art. Oh, yeah, Mitch Garrett's art is fantastic. Positive. Yeah. Who would have guessed? The shots of Wally, you know, 
sitting in a field and he's all, all you know, it's, it's kind of like Superman the movie when you know, Clark's in the cornfield. It's kind of got that kind of vibe to it. You know, it looks great. It's gorgeous. More depressing in tone, obviously, than those scenes in Superman, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Guess, I guess we should rate heroes in crisis, Matt. I mean, I don't. Yeah. You, you go first, because I want to see how. No, you go first. Fine. I'm in a four point five. <laughs> Matt thinks he could just flip it. <laughs> yeah. Four point five. Yeah. Three. What'd you guess for the art? Because the art's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hated it. I hated it. Um, oh dear. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Detective Comics. So, so Matt can get a break and yeah, Cara I'll take a, can, take a break. Cara can talk about Detective Comics. One thousand two. Peter J. Tomasi and Brad Walker. Um, yeah. So issue of two halves. I think is how I describe <laughs> this. First half. Yeah. A good half and a bad half. Oh, I was even implying that necessarily, but I don't know. I'm uh, starting to feel justified now. Now, the, the first half is uh, where we left off last time with uh, Arkham Knight and his well, knights, <laughs> and and some terrible, terrible dialogue. Some terrible dialogue. Um, I don't necessarily have much of a problem with this first half, actually. Um, I, just, I think all of all of Arkham Knight's dialogue in this first half is terrible. Oh, his dialogue's bad. He's he's treating scenery like a monologuing villain. But... Is it as bad as Batman? Like from not the... quite. No, it's, not, not it's quite. never even close to that bad. But oh, he, that's good then. It's basically it's a bit of a standoff with Batman, a bit of a fight. But the cops show up and basically they're in a standoff, and Arkham Knight's like, "Hey, we can go now, but if we do this, then all of these cops are you know going to get hurt." All these civilians, so they both kind of back off, uh, and that kind of de-escalates the situation. Um, there's a couple of moments here I like, though. I like uh, where Batman, like, because he obviously he gets shot by like a hundred arrows <laughs> last issue. Uh, he's basically collapsing as he's going to the Batmobile, uh, and Gordon actually catches him and like helps him in the car. Um, yeah, he's like, "Car, take this full home." He's like, "Yes, taking full home." Yes, uh, I thought that was a sweet moment. I like that. Um, and they're back at the cave, sort of looking into things. Alfred, of course, has been sassy because Bruce won't stay still while he's patched him up, um, yeah. as you do. Jabbering on about the arrows, you know, the fact that they could pierce his armor because they're made of like this, uh, uh, the same sort of material, mm. and they knew exactly what his, his armor was to get through it. And of course, this is a stealth sequel to Batman and Robin because Damien's also an equal start of this book, apparently. Because the yeah. second half oh. of the issue is Damien going off to try and get a fragment of the sun bomb which is in the ocean uh you know uh-huh. yeah. and he's swimming down and he gets attacked by the knights and he's held taken captive by arkham knight uh and arkham knight's like hey you know the city's batman's prisoner is your you're his prisoner too i'm here to free you you can join my crusade uh damien of course you know once he's left alone gets out of his restraints and the cliffhanger <laughs> is that they actually catch him and Arkham Knight's like, well, I'm going to have to do more to pr- prove like you should join us. And he takes off his mask. And we don't see his face, so it's from behind. But Damien yeah. sees whoever it is. What was yeah. the page before that? That page confused me, where you had all the all the panels of like various villains saying things like, you know, I think... You know, do you know, I actually, yeah, I was it's, I was going to look at it, but now you've actually described it. Um, I was a little confused by that. I think I think behind some of the the guys in the page, you can see like cells behind them. I think the implication is is they're in that Arkham corridor, where right, they're okay. all in cells. 
So that, that's why okay. all, that's, that's why all those little panels of the villains have like that blue glass tint over the, the face. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see it now. That really confused me. I was like, where are all these guys? Because there's all these villains, you know, Hugo Strange is there, you know, Tetch is there. And yeah, like they're saying things to, 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 to Robin, you know, taunting and stuff. And I'm like, where are they? I can't see them. There's just the knights. Yeah, they're, they're but, in Arkham Asylum. They're in that corridor because you got all the cells going down the sides and then they, they're... You're right. It took me a second to get that, though, because I was like, where are these people? And then I noticed behind... I didn't even know he was under Arkham at that point because he's underground and he's got a, he's climbing his way up. Yeah, what well, well, I agree in terms of a complaint here, I'll say that they, they, they specifically tease that he's somewhere weird because he says, oh, I've been climbing up this vent for like six miles or something like that he said. I don't know, whatever he said. Six stories. Six stories, that, that was that makes more sense than miles. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, you know, it's like, okay, right, so wherever he is, he's, he's going up high or, or either that or he was very deep underground, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's weird it doesn't it doesn't make more of a, a reason to say or a more, more just more clear when he gets up hey this is arkham asylum like you know that's, that's yeah, the I, reveal i didn't get that and that's why i was confused as to what why all these villains were it yeah. makes more sense now you've you've answered this but yeah so so the fails uh this guy take it off his mask and damien sees him so given that he knows a lot about batman's armor and like tech and given that he's showing damien his face it's someone that we know it's yeah. someone that we know it's someone that damien and batman will both know um, like all, all we get here is he's got dark hair. Is it <laughs> the boring answer here? Is it's going to end up being nobody from <laughs> from Batman and Robin? The amazing answer is it's Rick Grayson. Oh God, <laughs> that's not amazing. That is not an amazing answer. I it's, refuse. It's amazing in in the just the concept <laughs> of doing it. <laughs> not that I want to read it, but. Oh dear. Um, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed this issue. I, I did like it quite as much as last one. Um, well, I do agree with the dialogue being a bit ropey from uh, Arkham Knight. I can kind of just accept that he's, he's a bad monologuing villain. The actual action set pieces of the first half of the issue with the standoffs, I actually really liked. You know, the stare down before they, they, mm. they drop their, their weapons and stuff. I like that stuff. Uh, I like Robin investigating and the tease at the end of the like, whoever this says. And, you know, I enjoyed the issue. It wasn't necessarily as great as the last one, but it was, I thought it was still pretty solid. Now, admittedly, we know Tomasi can quickly go downhill. I don't think he's done it yet, though. I think this was still... Yeah, this wasn't a terrible issue. I think I struggled a lot more than you did with the, the dialogue in the first half, and I was really confused by that uh, second-to-last page. With, with those, with that, yeah, that's that fair. stumped um, but art's pretty good for the most of them. Yeah, it feels it feels a little bit old school as well at times. I think the art. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. There's a was it? Yeah, it was this book? I think it was not. It was not all the bad books this week, was it? Um, if we go back towards the start of the book, come on, tablet, don't let me down. Ah, right, there's, there's times where Batman looked uh, almost animated series because he had these white eyes, and it was making mm, me I think. See that. It was making me think of the animated series. I thought that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, although notably, Arkham Knight at one point did jump in and save a cop from a a, a, a stray bullet, yeah. and Batman notices like, hey, he seems to care about the the cops not being killed, um, even though he th- uses it, uses it to threaten them later. Although, given that context, you could almost argue that he also doesn't want any casualties, so he's like, hey, we should back down right now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um. I, I, I'm still into it. I'm still intrigued, annoyingly, because I wouldn't mind having an excuse to drop a double shipping book. Mm. But as of yet, <laughs> I'm still into it. So, 
Um, I mean, I'm not surprised that Damien showed up because, I mean, Tomasi loves to write that character, apparently. Yeah. So. If, anything, if, I, if I have any complaints with Damien, is I almost think Tomasi's writing him like he's still where he was, like, in terms of his headspace in the mm-hmm. early 52. It doesn't feel like he's at current post He's not else. quite that bad. He's not kill them all. He's like, just treat him a bit harsher. Give him a bit of a yeah. stronger one. But it was just the way he said it. If it so just some of the lines of dialogue felt a little bit more like, this feels like Damien from five years ago as opposed to Damien now necessarily, but... I'd say more three years ago. Like before, maybe four. Like it doesn't feel quite... It's not start a new 52. He's not that far. That wasn't he's... five years ago. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's still like... Post his resurrection, uh, it's may maybe even just start a rebirth. I wouldn't say start a rebirth. I would disagree with that. But okay. whatever. I never read anything from his resurrection to the end of New Fifty Two with Damien, though. So I have no idea what he's saying like during that period. <laughs> Fair enough. Because. Mm. I was reading like two or three DC books at that time because a lot of them sucked. <laughs> um, oh wait, what are you giving Detective Comics one thousand two? Six point five. I'll go seven point five. I'm, I'm, I can't call it great, quite, but um, I was still into it. Still into it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it maintains. If it, see if it can maintain at least a seven, I'll be pretty chuffed. Yeah. If it falls below that, then the uh, the scissors are coming out. Here, here comes the axe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did get a little bit sad when you guys said knights because you know I don't know if you guys know, but my my hockey team's out of the playoffs now. No, I know, but only because you posted about it a million times. Yeah, sorry, but I heard knights and I perked up and went, "Oh no, they're not talking about that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the audio people, I was I was doing the the silent violin there for yeah. like thirty seconds. I'm bouncing between Matt and Connor this week apparently because uh, we're on the Action Comics one thousand ten. Yep. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis writing, Steve Epton on the art. This is the next part of Leviathan Rising. Uh, we start off with a very interesting scene with Bones uh, and what appears to be uh, you know Manhunter uh, Kate. What's her face? Yeah, Kate Spencer. Kate Spencer. Thank you. Who? Yeah, who we've seen in Green Arrow. She was mm-hmm. Holly's lawyer. So, you know, yeah. bringing her into the fold, that's cool. And, well, not really. <laughs> what? So let you get there. Yeah, because she's basically asking all these... It's like, it's like she's debriefing him and saying, okay, who attacked? Yeah. You saw whatever it was. What's going on? And very quickly... He's clearly scarred from this. Yeah. Like... And very you know. quickly, he kind of like, wait a minute. You're whoever this is. You're behind this. Yep. Because it makes no sense for it to be you. So you're disguising it. Whoever you are, you're here mm-hmm. to do this because it's too sensitive to just send in someone else. So you're actually quite high up. You're in charge even. Right. And we see as as she leaves, like you know, the, the, the image inducer or whatever like goes away. And yeah. admittedly, it's hard to tell exactly because it's a pretty generic kind of look, but it looks like Talia. <laughs> it looks like Talia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I'm pretty sure it confirms it later with what what, what Lois and Clark find. Well, mm-hmm. Their, their other names. Um, yeah, Chaz and... Hey. Ch- Chaz and Andy. Do, do you know, um, there was a moment when it cut to them and I'm like, what's uh, going on? I was, and I remembered the end of last issue and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Disguises. It's it's so <laughs> silly. I love it though. Like, like, it goes the other way. It starts to be too silly and then it comes back around. Uh, but here's the thing with Bones. I love that it showed how, how smart he is. Like, there's a reason why he was made director. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. In, in, the, in the pages of Supergirl... 
when he comes in and kind of ousts her from there, you're thinking like, oh yeah, he's he's a bad guy. But no, he's actually really good at his job as being a government agent. Uh, so it makes sense why Leviathan would want to take him off the board like they did with Waller and uh, Sam Lane. Yeah, and uh, Joel, I really like about the end of this scene when he, he does, when he accuses her of this, there's a great couple of panels in the art where yeah. she just keeps the same face, he keeps staring yeah. at her, and then she smirks. She just has yeah. this sly smile, and he says, I have powers, and as she's walking away, she says, I have purpose. Which also implies that she does have some sort of big goal. Uh, yep. But yeah, it looks a lot like Talia al Ghul. I'm just, just going to throw that out there. Yeah. So... Yeah, so so Chaz and Andy <laughs> are in London. Yeah, because they're going to look at a spiral, and they reference this 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 uh, flashback to when they, they were Chaz and Andy before, and yeah. I got really confused here for a second for a number Me too. a number of reasons. Uh, one, I'm like, okay, this is a flashback. Supergirl shows up in her old suit during this undercover mm-hmm. operation. Okay, that's fine. So mm-hmm. Kate, it says Kate Kane, director of Spiral. Is that meant to be in the flashback? If so, how? And then if it's not in the flashback, is she currently director of Spiral? And if so, how? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in the flashback. As far as I know with Spiral, Spiral was only around for Grayson. So unless I'm forgetting something, and if I am, you know, correct me, listeners. Um, she was never part of Spiral. It was Huntress, or Helena Bertinelli. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, this whole thing where they talk about Nemesis and um, where's it at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're count. They're they're talking about the um, checkmate. Mm. So, because on one side you have um, members of checkmate with Nemesis and White Queen Amanda Waller, Michael Holt, the White King. And then Count Vertigo, who looks different from what we've seen before. Um, but yeah, um, I'm glad it was just a, a flashback. It's a one-page thing, but it was there was a yeah. it was a confusing page for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was, it, was a, it was a nice little fla- uh, not flashback, but a nice little cutaway to Amanda Waller in the fortress, try to basically pump Calix for information. <laughs> And, yep. and then Jimmy's like just taking photos, and as she, she puts it, pissed. paparazzi in him. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, and I like how she's like, well, where am I? And Kelix is like, well, you can't leave. And she's like, well, are you not allowing me? He's like, well, you're in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. There's nowhere really for you to go. And, and it kind of puts her at ease, too, because it's not like she's being held prisoner. She just literally can't go anywhere. Yeah. And Jimmy even says, you're Leviathan, right? You tricked Superman into bringing yeah. you here so you could bring the world to its knees. And she just stares yeah. at him. But I like how it's, it's kind of playing with the idea that could she be involved in Leviathan? <laughs> Could she be? With her, you never, <laughs> never count the wall out. Oh, yeah. You know? So uh, Chaz and Andy meet up with uh, Tiger, uh, who's not very trusting, of course. But it's not too long before the big, mysterious, uh, shadowy, doomsday-esque figure that we, we saw, you know, before when when uh, D.E.O. and when, specifically when uh, Waller and Lane uh, were attacked. Yeah. And, you know, Superman... And actually, this was a really funny page because Chaz just, like, you know, Superman's up in front of Tiger and Tiger's yeah. like, Chaz is Superman. Uh-huh. And see, so Tiger was a character that was from Grayson. Oh, yeah, I know he's He was Grayson. Agent 1. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, him and him and Dick really had some great moments because he was Mr. Serious and Dick was always, you know, 
That's why I wish Connor was here for this because um, it's where Grayson created the the song based off the James Bond theme, and mm. that was totally annoying Tiger. And so it was cool to see him here interacting with Superman. Uh, but so I'm trying to look up this this um, uh, spiral with with Kate Kane because it does seem familiar. But that's because uh, there it is. Uh, the character that Kate Kane was was based on the original Batwoman was Kathy Webb, and that goes back to Secret Organization Spiral. We're talking, I think, Golden Age. I'm waiting. My computer's a little bit slow, but <laughs> but yeah. So I think that's where where Rucka pulled a lot of it. Okay, so maybe it wasn't uh, wasn't Golden Age, but anyways, yeah, Doctor Daedalus. I think that's where all that came from. Oh, yeah, it's it's not going. But anyways, yeah, um, I like I like when Superman Superman's up to go deal with whatever the shadow. Oh yeah, because the art's great. He he flies him off into space because mm-hmm. it, it looks like this 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 robotic shadow figure, whatever he is, uh, basically actually produces a bomb out of his chest because it's coming out as Superman's flying him up into the atmosphere. Yeah, and Superman throws him throws him into space, and we see the ex- the blue explosion that we've seen because we've seen that you know when Jimmy was at the the Cobra thing, we've seen yep. we've seen this a couple of times. Uh, the art there is gorgeous, and then the issue ends with Superman coming back to the uh, the, the, the the building he was in with Lois, and she's mm-hmm. gone, she's missing. Uh, and then the final thing yep. just says next Leviathan revealed. So, you know. But so what, what's revealed here with Tiger with the Agent of Spiral is that Spiral was created to keep tabs on superhero identities to find out who they are because people don't like secrets. And but when you're going to spy on somebody, that's because you don't trust them or because you're the enemy. So that whole process of keeping check on the superheroes was faulty. So within Spiral, a counterintelligence branch was created yeah. that was Leviathan, right? Because that was like their Black Ops team. Yeah, and, 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 and naturally Lois says, or Clark says, yeah, but no, Talia created Leviathan. And he's like, no, 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 she inherited it like everything else. So, else which ties back to the woman that looked like Talia dealing with bones, you know. Which is probably Talia. bring her up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm just saying, like, it's a, this is all using spy tropes too. So, you know, maybe someone's trying to frame Talia, right? In all of this, uh, maybe. There, there's all these possibilities. I did. I. It's been ever since this was announced. I thought it was Talia just because of her ties to Leviathan from Batman Inc. through Silencer and all of that. So, it's, it's probably Occam's Razor being what it is. No, I mean, the, yeah. the, the idea of Leviathan was just created to give Spiral something to do is really kind of yep. interesting. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm Well, into... again, that ties into Grayson because you find that out at the end that the person running the the whole Spiral show, it's just basically an Oros Boros from, the, from uh, Batman Inc. that Morrison put in there. It's a snake chasing its own tail, right? And so the fact that Bendis is going back and pulling that back out now to tell this story, it's uh, I'm enjoying that a whole lot. Yeah. Um, also, I want to note that at the end, the blast from the explosion actually burns off Superman's fake beard. I just yes, I wanted to mention that. Which did with the beard? 
does he not remind you of Henry Cavill? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I know that's got to be Epting's like yeah. thing, right? He's like, also actually it's worth mentioning in the art. He's actually got like a blue glow around him, as if he's been he's just doused in radiation from this blue shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. is it possible that he was like blasted into an alternate dimension or something like that, and that's why Lois isn't there? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm uh, just talking Superman. Or, no, our friend on on Twitter was suggesting that maybe it's blue sunrays, which are you know ties to Bizarro. I don't know how that ties in. Oh, uh, the, the blue radiation. Now that you mention that, he does look a little bit colorless in the skin in that last yeah. page. He looks a little bit off. Um, although so, he, he still seems to be with it, you know, mentally, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, he is a little bit like sickly looking, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, if it's blue solar energy, then we know that affects him differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then uh, which I forget just how. Um, but it gives Bizarro stronger powers. I remember that, but I forget how it affects Superman. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, lots of interesting stuff. Um, again, again, the book's playing with the, the the spy elements and the shadowy, like you know, mysteries behind everything. Uh, I'm excited to see this reveal of Leviathan next issue because it does feel like, mm-hmm. obviously, we hear Leviathan, we think Talia. And she's clearly involved in some capacity, but is it because she's yep. actually the mastermind behind whatever's happening, or is she just a pawn like everyone else? It's hard to say at this point. And if yeah. she is the mastermind, then what's her goal here? What is the ultimate plan? Uh, yeah. Lots of interesting things at play here. So, um, so and and before we move on to the keeping with the grand tradition of the first pages that uh, Bendis has been doing uh-huh. since coming to action, we have what looks like a sketch of that. Um, Shadow creature, um, and that Bones is looking at as he's piecing it together, you know, and he has Spiral written down with Agent Zero, Tiger's name's underlined. He has Amanda Waller's name, Sam Lane, Steve Trevor, Rick Flag, Bob Harris, which mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. cracked me up. Uh, Task Force X is circled, Cobra's knocked out, Adam Strange is circled, which is interesting considering that Strange showed up during the planet stuff in was that superman it was in superman yeah 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 he's got thanagarian starro zudarian tamara door and fifth dimension all written down uh argus so i feel like these are clues that bendis is giving us here about what's coming forward but just like everything there's there's a bit too much there to get the whole picture. Yeah, he's he's definitely having fun playing with Superman mythos and history, and even just DC mm-hmm. mythos and yeah. history at this point. But um, no, action is one of the best books that DC is doing right now. Yeah. Um, and that this issue was really, I mean, I I think the confusing flashback page is the one sort of legitimate criticism I'd probably levy against it. Um. Just because I was confused by a couple, like just I was like, okay, it's a yeah. one-page flashback, that's fine. But the roll call on either side made it conf- more confusing than it needed to be. Because I'm like, is that yeah. giving me the roll call for this issue, or is it just giving me the roll call for the well, flashback? I'm feeling like I'm feeling that's like that's that's the um, uh, what's what's the gun thing where you see a gun later, Chekhov's where you see gun. a gun early in the yeah checkoffs. I feel that's checkoffs roll call that we're gonna see these characters involved in the event leviathan Wait, which is so that's why they were put here which is fine because obviously tiger shows up later but yeah. um i still think it's a confusing way of doing it because it, it just made it feel weird like yeah. i'm like what's going on yeah well so, it made it feel like they were jumping right into the adventure and then you see supergirl in the skirt costume you're like 
well, no, that, that makes no sense. So then you realize, oh, no, this is their last adventure as Chaz and Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah but, yeah. What, what, I mean, maybe it's actually like a scene from an old comic. Maybe this is actually something that happened mm-hmm. um, in the 2000s. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but all right. I guess we'll rate it. Uh, what you we give an action comics? Uh, maybe this one 8.5. 8.5. Yeah, I'll agree with the 8.5. I think that's a fair score for this. Um, yeah, and Connor's still not back yet, but we can't yeah. wait for him. Well, so. So, so update on Blue Solar Energy. Okay. <laughs> is, uh, it was when, when Superman went to, to Bizarro Earth, um, which is just sort of spelled backwards. It makes him even stronger, but more unpredictable. So if this is a thing to basically overpower, like overclock Superman, or whatever was in that suit was composed, you know, was being powered by Blue Solar Energy... You know, it's it's someone that knows something about that. But it's interesting for sure. Well, okay. Well, Carter's not back yet, but I mean... Well... I mean, do we pause? I guess we pause. I, I think we'll pause until Carter comes back and, you know, <laughs> three, two, one... Oh, Connor's there. There you go. Look at that. Magic. Uh, so, Wonder Woman 69 is up next, and it is uh, G.B.L. Wilson writing with Zermanico on the art... So, this is an issue about a town that suddenly wants to have sex. Well, the town doesn't want to have Here's... sex. The people in the town <laughs> want to have so lots I, of sex. I, I'm going to start <laughs> negative because we know I love Zermanico yes. and the art, right? So, when this issue started, I thought that the payoff was going to be that Aphrodite was watching a very terrible soap opera mm-hmm. or, like, reality show. <clears throat> and then I got to the page where the reveal is, like, no this town's under the influence of something i still don't think that excuse that that is an excuse for some of the terrible dialogue there like i had big issues with it i don't know i I never i never i feel like if it's under this influence they're being all soapy and weird because of the influence it never really bothered me what the dialogue was connor did you read this yeah i did um okay i don't really have the problem with it that you do okay Oh, yeah. cars coming out on the positive side of something? Oh. So we're... Oh, so, so hold on. We're, we're, we're basically... I need, I need, I need <laughs> process of information, Matt. Let's not gloss over this. Cars being hey, positive. I can be positive on things. I'm positive on lots of things. Just not shit things. But positive on lots of shit Star Wars things. Um, uh, I knew it was coming. I yeah. could have done the camp down. <laughs> that, that's it. I feel like we're divided on Wonder Woman now. But, I mean, I feel like, for the most part, we're still enjoying it. But, like... We both come down on either end. Yeah, but basically, everyone in this town, like, is just all the inhibitions are going away, and it's just everyone they want to have sex with, they're going to have to start having sex with it. And the couple who are like breaking up at the start uh, are basically fighting over which one has to stay with the kids, <laughs> which is the only fault that Wonder Woman really has. When when Wonder Woman comes down yes. and has to intervene, and they're almost at blows, she's like. Yeah, I mean, love, you know, do, do what makes you happy, but that doesn't necessarily, doesn't take away your responsibilities. You still have yeah, responsibilities. Yeah, when you say fighting over the kids, they mean which one has to keep the kids, take not which one yeah. gets the kids. That's what I said. Yeah. I said that. Did you? I thought you said just they were just fighting over the kids. I said what, what, the, what, they were fighting over which one gets stuck with the kids. I mean, that, that, that sounds, I think that made yeah, it clear. I, I ignored half your sentence then, apparently. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Um, that, that's the most Connor thing you can do. So it's it's, it's uh, Wonder Woman and uh, Aphrodite and uh, Maggie flying over, and they come down and try and investigate what's going on. And then lots of Cupid show up, and Aphrodite 
gets control of them for a bit, but then mm. something else, you know, supersedes, and we get her daughter at the end. It's kind of the reveal who's, who's behind all this and what's going on. Who, who was hinted early that Atalantiades. Um, yeah, I don't who, know how to pronounce both, that name, so I wasn't going to yeah. try. Yeah. yeah, you gotta read more mythology, Pete. It'll no, just swell off your tongue. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I will say that my favorite part in this issue, though, was when Wonder Woman comes down and, like, everyone's just kind of living their, their best life, mm-hmm. right? And there's a dude wearing nothing but a guitar, and he's just jamming, right? And then she lands and takes a look at him, and he's just, like, pleased as punch. And then she looks him over, and then she smiles and says, far be it for me to judge the desires of other, of others. Just the way that that whole thing plays out, it's like, I got a really good laugh out of that. Because, yeah. of course, Diana's not going to judge. Yeah. It's not, her, it's not her role. And then the, the um, Cupid babies make a face, and then Diana flies through the face. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I, I, I love how deep into mythology this is getting because this is, uh, yeah, you know, this is this is next level now. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Don't well, we all know that, that the Cupids were were you know Eros. The Cupids are based on Eros, who's the god of love yes. in Greek mythology, and that of course that comes out of Aphrodite, who's the goddess of love. Yeah. And uh, well, they're more demigods of love, right, than than actual gods. Yeah, yeah. But either way. But beans. they're not, yeah, they're not responding to her. They're responding to Atalantiades, yeah. who, who has both male and female. Yeah, he's also known as Hermaphrodites. Right, which which they talked about early on, right? Yeah. Uh, Will Wilson, Jewel Wilson's been, been setting this up. So they're both male and female features. And uh, it's interesting that that's where, um, that, that's where the, the Cubits have, you know, they're not no longer listening to Aphrodite. And yeah. Wonder Woman Yeah. Wonder Woman is like, well, the longer they stay away from, from Olympus, the more things change. You know? Like uh, I think Aphrodite says that. It's nice in a DC book because it's 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 almost a legacy thing, right? Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. you know, you know, taking over from the mother. Yeah. Uh, in, in this case. Um I like it. Um between this and Aquaman, I'm getting a, a healthy dose of mythology right now. Yeah. It's really good. I don't know about any of this shit, and I don't particularly care. And I think what's good about the book is that it doesn't feel like it's punishing me because I don't care about it. It's it, no. it, it's working perfectly fine, the, not yeah, knowing any made of this. It really, both both Kelly Sue and Jiva Wilson have made it really, like, if you want to uh, dive deeper into mythology, it makes the reading that much, well, you know. I feel like Kelly Sue's making a point of teaching me more of but what, what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Whereas this, it's like, if you happen to know this stuff and know why we're yeah. using these names and why these characters are doing what they're doing, that's fine. But if you don't, it doesn't really matter because it's more about it's the search. Story. It's, it's the search yeah. for the for, you know for the rest of the Amazons. It's, it's, it's all the, the hurdles in place yeah. of that. Um, and that's what we're going through. And the actual storytelling is really good. So it doesn't matter that yeah. I don't know any of this shit. So, um, the, the other part that made me laugh was... Um, I think it was it was Maggie's the girl's name that's yeah. that's along with them that found the sword, talking about you know the people, you know and and they're all acting crazy, and the Cadmus looks at her and goes, yeah, who be it them or or, or who is it for you to judge when you were like romancing a satyr yesterday? She's mm-hmm. like, that's different. I'll, I'll bet you a hundred dollars if you could explain yeah. how. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Um, that was good. Cadmus is really growing on me. 
No, he's good. So. He's good. He's got sass. Yeah. I actually, there was a, at one point early on when they're when not not the start of the book, but when they first we first see them flying, there was a speech mm-hmm. bubble coming from Cadbury's, and I got confused for a second, and I went, "Oh, yeah, straight, yeah, the Pegasus can talk." Yeah. <laughs> the hell also, is there's 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 two pages that make like silhouettes mm-hmm. that I oh, thought yeah, was the, really the man cool. and the woman. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool, especially foreshadowing for. Uh, I gotta, I gotta look at it to say it. Um, so, Atlantiades. Yeah. Atlantiades. I'll get it. But, but yeah. I'm gonna yeah, call no, her. Those were, those were great layouts. I'm mm-hmm. gonna call her Anti. Anti. For sure. But yeah, no, it's G. Wilson still doing it. Like I, I missed. I think. No, I was here for the last one with Giganta, right? It was two ago that I missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's she's made me really like uh, Giganta. This whole mythology stuff. I, I love when Wonder Woman really leans into it. Like as much as I like some of the, you know, the whole world peace stuff that other authors do, this is really my jam when it comes to Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, I mean this is this is essentially the start of the third arc. Assuming this is a whole arc and not just uh, yeah. like a two part or whatever. But like each time a new arc is started, I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? And it'd be each time I've been I felt rewarded by the by the end of the arc. Uh, so I'm, um, you know, and the art's great. It's a manicure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Zero yeah. qualms there. Zero qualms. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's probably less flashy. I, I think I enjoyed the art and the the Giganta stuff a bit more because there was so much epic like fighting giants and like you know action and that. Whereas this is a very action light e- issue of, of the yeah. book, um, which yeah. is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just it doesn't have yeah. the, the same well, like you know let's let's show I, off what we can do. I look. Uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy when the cupids looked all demonic. Yeah, mm. that was pretty cool. I also love the way uh, Zermanico draws uh, Aphrodite. Like her hair is all wild and out. And yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's like there's always a wind machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just love that take. You know, she she always looks majestic. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what were we rate Wonder Woman sixty nine? And how, how suitable, by the way, is that the the issue nice. with this plot is starting with issue sixty nine? Just I like to put that yeah. out there. Probably intentional. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What are you giving it, Matt? I'm going to do this an eight. Connor? An 8.5. I'm going to go with a solid eight as well. Uh, so that's Wonder Woman. We will move on then to The Flash issue 69. Joshua Wilmson writing with Scott Collins on the art. And would you believe it? Flash 69 also has lots of sex in it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it does not. Uh, now this is the, the wrap up of the trickster arc. Yep. Um, where uh, Joe, credit to it because we obviously we were theorizing we had the big cliffhanger mm-hmm. last time with the, the, the cut off legs, and you know we even yeah. said it's probably just a sage force illusion rather than a real thing. But credit to yeah. the writing because that's immediately kind of what Flash and and Commander Cold start Cold. to theorize. Yeah. So it's like okay, right? The, you know the characters are there with us. They're, they're not. You know, there's a they shock don't think value. His legs are actually cut off. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's in shock for a bit, but once he calms down and starts to think about it, he's like, no, wait. Can I just say that the thing that breaks Commander Cold is his anger, and mm-hmm. I've never related more. Like nothing snaps you out of happy, just like anger. So. Oh dear. I don't know. Yeah. Every book this week suffered because there was no beard hunter in it. Every that single is one. True. Yeah. We found something beyond even the continuity wonk that is Matt. I know. Yep. <laughs> That's why he needs to watch Doom Patrol. He can discover the Beard Hunter. He he would uh he would love the Beard Hunter. He would. 
I had to shave my beard because the Knights lost in the playoffs, so I wasn't <laughs> happy. The beard hunter Matt consumes some beard hair, and then he can track and is connected emotionally to whoever that beard came from. I got hair in my mouth getting my hair cut the other day. <laughs> Get on that guy for continuing to do that. No, thank you. It's actually oh, oh, it's horrific. It's way worse than you're even thinking in your head, Matt. It's way yeah, worse. No. It's terrible. And if anyone's not been watching Doom Patrol, maybe they haven't got you know DC Universe. Uh, you should. It's uh, Doom Patrol on its own is is worth the subscription. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also that you know they actually revamped the comics in the last couple of weeks, and mm. now it has everything. Yes, pretty much, and it's it's good now. Uh, up to a yeah, year up, ago, up to right? a limit, right? It's up to a year ago, yeah. and there's no Vertigo stuff, although with exceptions. I'm looking forward to the the Vertigo streaming service that are clearly going to do in addition to this. No, because because um, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol was that published under Vertigo? Originally? It was, yeah, yeah. So that's on there what, because what, Doom Patrol. What will be, be Swamp Thing? I don't know. That, that theoretically should be up there. It might be. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Because they, they, they added, they've got Doom Patrol on there because, hey, Doom Patrol's a show. Maybe when Swamp Thing hits, they'll add a bunch of Swamp Thing Vertigo books. It's, you know, and so on. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, Flash basically goes around with a, a doohickey and breaks everyone out of their happy spell. Uh, the issue starts with the, the, the rogues uh, just basically robbing every bank. And, you know, they, they escape at the end with all, all their money. And because Flash was saving everyone first, because obviously that was more important than stopping them thieving, uh, everyone gets away and Iron Heights blows up. Iron Heights, at least right now, is no more. It's gone. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be rebuilt, but uh, mm-hmm. because of uh, the confession that he made Wolf uh, admit, he's now in Belle Reve next to Commander Cole. So he's not too happy. Um, I'm surprised that confession stuck, given it was essentially under duress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there was enough evidence to go along with it to... Hey, sure. Murka. Back it up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, so Barry's back in the crime lab because there's no Iron Heights anymore, and the issue ends with him coming into the lab, and there's this character who clearly knows who he is because he references, oh, this is where everything changed, yeah. isn't it? You know, Barry Allen. He's like, I don't know who you are. He's like, hey, there's stuff that you've forgot. And he's whoever this is, he's got the still force. He, in fact, he calls himself Steadfast. Steadfast, Yeah. As you do, uh, it mm-hmm. works. It looks a bit goofy. He's, he's a bit, you know, he's a, uh, it's the cloak, isn't it? It always it, looks schlocky. It's a bit Mister yeah. Oz, um, but he turns around and blasts him with this light, and this sets up Flash Year One, which is starting next issue. There's just there's one page mm-hmm. of Young Barry, you know, Bermuda Allen, uh, Henry Allen. Sorry, uh, it's just his mum shouting out. Bartholomew him. Henry Allen, yeah. Bartholomew, yeah, Bar- Bar- Bartholomew. You really can't say that name, can you? Well, this is stupid. Barry's Barry. No one. Barry's not short for anything. Piss off. It is for Bartholomew. I have never. I never heard of this long version until I started reading the Flash. I never heard of it until then. Really? Like even Bart Simpson? That's what it's. it's yeah. Bart's short for. It's Bartholomew J. Simpson. Never heard of Bart been short for anything either. This is bizarre oh to me. <laughs> No, no one I have ever met named Barry is short for anything. Have you asked them though? Like, are you sure about that? Well, no, because you don't just go up to you know, hey, uh, Connor is Connor short for something else? And you're like, yeah, no, because no, 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 but what I'm saying not... is you're saying with certainty Con- that no, the 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 ba- all the Barrys you know are not short for anything. You're say- you you just said that. Well, but- I ne- I never heard of Bartholomew until the Flash had brought it up. It's not in this issue. It's mentioned in the TV show. Yeah, well, previous you, issues. It was all on me. It's not my fault I've not heard of something. Nothing pops up. 
Well, also very a stupid logic. A, a name name in Gaelic, apparently. Um, but Bar it's also short for Bartholomew. That's the only things that are coming up. Bar Barry's but no, Barry. there there are plenty of berries. It says here, like especially in Ireland, that it's short. It's it's an anglicized version of a Celtic name. So. I can see where Pete would know. Thank you. Some people named Barry, and it's not short for anything. Yes, sure. exactly. Next, you'll be telling me Gary. For... You'll be telling me Gary's short for Gartholomew. Next, you pricks. Or Garfield. Not, not everyone named Gary short for Garfield. I no, that's not true. No, but it could. No, but it could be. Uh, I I'm still. How do we get Peg from Margaret? And Dick from Richard. Yeah, Those Dick... are the ones that are still my biggest... Bob from Robert. Yeah. And Bob from Robert. Wait, Peg and Margaret? What? I've not heard this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Peg short for Margaret. People so... are stupid. No, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's having his mind blown right now. Yeah. Peg from Margaret? No. No, no, no. Dick and Richard are stupid. Bob with Robert's stupid. Um, the, fa the fact that Jim and James seem to be interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jim is short for Jim. Like it's it's a it's a short way of writing. James. I thought Jim was short for Jimothy. <laughs> what? No, there's no such name as Jimothy. <laughs> no, I know. There's, there's, I forget what that that wasn't a show. It wasn't or something. Like, no, yeah. I, I no, J Jim being short for James is stupid because the, the, the like well, I it's like how Jack and John are interchangeable because yeah, that people call John F. Kennedy Jack Kennedy. Yeah. and I was like, no. His name's John. Because again, I am pretty sure that the majority of people who are called Jim, they're not called Jim as short for James. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, Jim Gordon. Hello. Every, every Jim is short for James. Oh, well, virtually every Jim. Except for it, our it, James on, that we know, the, we just call him weird. Mo most of them are James, and then and then that James has a decision to make upon their life. Are they going to be a James? Yeah. Are, they, are they a Jamie? Are they a Jim? No, Jimmy? No, no one I've ever met called James has, been, has ever been referred to as Jim. That's because they chose not to go by it. They don't get dicks like you don't let people pick. Of course you do. You go, what's your name? James. All right, cool. Yeah, I very... The only time I'm called Matthew is when I'm in trouble with my wife. Like, <laughs> no, but Matt Ma and Matthew make some amount of sense, right? They make some, oh. some amount of sense. Jim makes perfect sense. Like this, no, it doesn't. this is one that No it doesn't, so... it's a different vowel. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> about like this was never a problem for you watching through Star Trek. Hold on, what's Gary short for? That came up also No, I don't disagree Let's that Jim is out. used used to short for James. I'm saying it's uh, that doesn't mean I don't think it's stupid, because I don't think it's stupid. But there's definitely people who are just called Jim. That's such a thing. <laughs> Gotta love Google. Under the suggested searches, when was the last Gary born? <laughs> <laughs> probably about 12 seconds ago. Yeah, probably sometime in the last couple hours, yeah. Uh, but Gary is uh, derived from an old English name meaning spear. So... It, uh, it's a good strong it's a name. Norman, yeah, Norman with through Germanic origins. Excellent. Oh, Etymology's fun. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, Peter gets shortened to Pete. That one makes sense to me. I just don't see what your problem with with some of these ones are. Like they're stupid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Jerry could also be long for for Gerald with the G E, and it goes to G A. If it's if it's spelled with a G, 
I will accept that. If it's spelled with a G, it is not short for Gerald. I'm not having it. I'm saying. <laughs> Still. Uh. All right, let's go on to our next book now that we've talked etymology. Well, no, we still have to rate Flash. <laughs> we even talking about an opinion on it. No one's even said I've liked it yet. I, I think that's quite telling, yeah. frankly. I don't think it's no, a bad it's, issue. It's just not that. No, it's not. No, a, no, no, it's not a bad issue. It's yeah. just, eh, it's fine. It's right? a fine it, issue. It exists. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's, but, Trickster, but the Trickster fact that we spent, we spent five trick. minutes talking about names instead. I did like how Trickster threw his parents off a building, though. That was a fun panel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tricks on you. Oh. I'm gonna throw you off a building, old, old bats. Yeah. So yeah, Jim Jesse got away. Yeah. But Pete, that doesn't work because he's based off of the outlaw Jesse James. So you would have to call him Jesse Jim. Which now that just sounds bad. Yeah, you, you see, you can't do it with a surname. You can only do it uh, with a first name to have that choice. Uh, what are we talking about? His James Jesse. His names are flipped. Right, I know. Never mind. It's because of what he's based on, you can't then change it because otherwise it's no longer so, doing the thing that it's based a, on. After I was after being Flash facetious, one, I wasn't being serious. After after Flash Year One, are we gonna get to the, the Force Core? Like we're gonna we're gonna probably, have uh, probably probably. Where's uh steadfast? The uh, the 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 what was the other the Sage Force dude that we met? Um, yeah, I honestly don't remember any of their names. On the ground. Well, I remember Forza. Yeah, for Forza. For strength. Um, so. Yeah. And we'll find out Barry's got a new short verse of his name. It's Mike. It's going to be Mike Allen. Mike Allen's a strong name, though. <laughs> Sounds like a football player. Mike Allen. <laughs> Does, like, Mike and Mickey being short for Michael bother you? That makes more sense, although again, there's definitely people who are just called Mike and it's not short for Michael. I guarantee you that 99% of them have their birth certificate. All of them say Michael on the birth certificate. It's just their parents decided immediately, but it's Mike. But you don't Mike. put Mike on the birth certificate. I, I bet some point has. I bet someone has put one, Mike on the birth certificate. No, there's, there's probably some that have, but 99%. I'm t like, yeah. Hank is, Hank is short for Henry. I knew a guy who went by Harry. Wait, what? On his book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew a yeah. guy who went by Harry, but his actual name was Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one was a, that one was a doozy. Hank. Yeah, that, that's Hank one, stupid. Yeah, but Hank, so you're, you're telling me that Hank is always just short for that. It's never just Hank. Henry, yeah. 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 What? It, it's, it's just it's the a weird parents thing make a decision early on. If, if you look at a lot of these names, they're very old English names. It, something happened with the... With, with how they were said back in the olden days versus how they're said now. That's I know that's what happened with Peg and Margaret. Yes. Because um, once I found out uh, Peggy Carter's full name was Margaret, it blew my mind. Because why not just call her Meg? Right? Like, it's it's more close. But so, Every, anyways. Uh, these parents are all dicks. Because obviously, because Margaret goes down to obviously you know, Peg and Peggy, but it also goes down to Mag and Maggie. Right. Yeah, those ones make sense. Right. But I'm just saying, the, from what I read when I was doing, I used to do this a lot because I had nothing else better to do. Um, was like an origin <laughs> of names. So that I want to know where they come from. I have this curiosity of history. Etymology so, is fascinating. Yes. 
Well, then you have Connor with the ER versus the OR, and they're both do, wildly uh, different. Or, from where or they come one from. end versus two ends. Right. So, I like I like the Russians spell Peter without the second E, so just P E T R. They ain't got time. They're freezing. They ain't got time for the extra E. <laughs> All right. Well, explain why Spain spells it Pedro. <laughs> well, that just goes back to Latin. Yeah, yeah. This is all coming back from Latin, uh, yeah. where uh, and the the translation from there. You can do that with a lot of the older things like that. Yeah. It's amazing how little I care about any of this. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. That's why I appreciate Connor. Because Connor gets it. Connor gets my, my trade of thinking. I, just, here's the he's... thing, though. Here's the, here's the dick I want to be. I want to pick a name and put it in a birth certificate that is a different spelling from the regular spelling of a name, but not because it actually has a history, just because I'm a dick and want to spell it differently. Well, then, that there's I working at a school, I see that a lot. Like, if I was going to name someone Connor, I'd be like, K-O-N-N-A-R. Connor. Probably been done somewhere. Because because I really like the film Con Air, so I want people to say, Connor. <laughs> or, or you really just or, love pirates. Or you could actually use the Gaelic version of Connor, which right. is Conair. C-O-N-N-A-I-R-E. Yeah. And, and I actually knew someone called that. Or I'll just spell it C O N dash A I R. Then you, then you're making them a Kryptonian. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a good reason that there is a like a government oversight to these things. There's a, there's a department that says no, you can't have that name. That's See, we cruel. don't we don't we don't have that here. That's no, that's bullshit. They, they should have a say in who names what a kid what, with the exception of maybe naming your kid Hitler, which for obvious reasons you shouldn't do. <laughs> People try it. People try it. Neo Nazis try it, but it gets it, it gets stopped at least once or twice a year. I read a new story about that. Yeah, but with with the exception of obvious things like that, there should be no boundaries on what someone should name their children. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. There's, a, there's well, a department that's like, hey, if this is going to be cruel to the kid, we're just not letting you do it. There, I remember when uh, when the prequels were coming out. Uh, this family, uh, the woman gave went into birth. <laughs> while the phantom menace was playing i guess so they named their son anakin skywalker and whatever their last name was and the dad was like well because he was such a good little kid that that's who i would hope my son would become <laughs> and even the newscaster looks back after the thing goes clearly he's never seen the other films yeah i mean anakin on its own fine but yeah then skywalker and yeah yeah using well it was just the justifications that they don't realize that this guy becomes what like yeah. Vader. I mean, spoilers, Vader. Matt. <laughs> oh, well. That guy clearly needed them. Yes. Yeah, but to be fair, that's only a spoiler for Empire Strikes Back. You can't say it's a spoiler for the prequels because by that point, everyone knows to Darth Vader. can't, is. but it's a, it's a franchise spoiler. It's it's literally on the poster. For it, it is. Yeah. For yeah. Phantom Menace, yes. A, but it's such a good poster. But if the person doesn't say Empire Strikes Back, you're spoiling Empire sure. Strikes Back. That, 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 that poster is much better than the actual film. Oh, it's way better that, than the film. It's that, a that's the poster. problem with the prequels. Anyways, Flash, huh? <laughs> Flash. Oh, yeah. Should we rate it? <laughs> what are you giving Flash, art, though. <laughs> Again, it feels, it feels right. Scott Collins on Flash. Um... Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I, I like this. I mean, the, the guy in the, the 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 crime lab came out of nowhere at the end, but I was actually like, oh, I'm excited for year one. I want to see like a proper year one. Yeah, sure. I'm a little bit yeah. trepidatious going into it. You worried they're going to change things or add an extra bullshit? That well, they're definitely going to change something because that you know it ends with there's something you've forgotten, 
right? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, unless that, I just, I don't feel like I really need it. Well, I got excited because I was wondering if it was going to be like you've forgotten because it's pre New Fifty Two, and it's going to be like right. elements of the the origin, which technically were always there, but is new to well, this Barry. So, so I feel like this is going to tie something with Jake Eric because the camera, the camera, the panel, and this essence does have camera, a little like uh, it, a J. Helmet. It lingers on Mercury slash yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Hermes. That yeah. there, there's these these Greek god figures, almost like um, like like role playing figures yeah. you know on you, on you barry's windowsill there nicely don't you yes you do so anyway uh, i'm just like it might be very good i'm just trepidatious about the fact that we're going to take three four months off how long this is i don't know if it's only six issues or not um just to do okay here one what's j short for then j is just short for j i don't know maybe maybe it's short for something because if you said oh, jason i, I wouldn't have fun. argued with you because i could at least see the argument for that um, it may be a nick. No, no, these are just nicknames. Yeah, I'm looking up Jay right now. Yeah, I'm now questioning like, every name that I know. That it, it may be a nickname for Jane, James, Jamie, Jacob, Jared, Javon, Jeremy, John, yeah, Jimothy. Basically, it's any name beginning with J, and then it's yeah. you know you're calling them like the first letter, and then it became a name and stuck like that. Yeah, uh, well, I think that's meant it's to be. It's also origin. from the Hindu influenced cultures, J or J, like like the way that it was spelled with with Wally's son, is common first name for a male derived from the Sanskrit word for win or victory. Yeah, see that makes a lot of sense coming from that side of the world. I think. Yeah. Uh, in the West, and so there's maybe a bit, little bit of cross pollination. Don't me wrong. I think more yeah. locally in the West, it is just it stuck as you, know, you had a mate called you had you had three mates called John, and you called one of right. them Jay for for short, and yeah. it stuck as a name, and it, you know it, it went through that. That's probably how that came about. All right, thanks, Mike and Cont. Um... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> Oh, well, I like, I like what cunt sounded kind of like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Yo, can we talk about Jeff and Jeff? Like Jeff Johns? What's up with that? Oh, yeah, I don't know what that spelling of Jeff is. Uh, His family, or the history yeah. behind... Jeff and Geoff. Yeah, the Geoff. So, we all so call him just G-off. to swing this way back around once again, uh-huh. we need to rate Flash before we carry yes, on with Yes, Matt, but... what are you rating Flash? <laughs> it's a seven. I still enjoyed most of it, but like... Yeah, hey. yeah. I, I want your one. <laughs> uh, yes, I will jump in for that very unprofessional yawn. Um, I'll give it a, a six. It's fine. Yeah, I'll... Uh... I like the rogue side of things actually quite a bit, so I'm going to agree with the seven, because uh, I, I like that the rogues kind of get away with all this money, and they're all, got, they're all out in the open now, and they're all, they're all run off. I like that part yeah. of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That, that yeah, was... we, we, we totally talked about Flash there. It was in there somewhere. <laughs> That'll take us on though, to Batgirl 34, and we'll try and actually talk about Batgirl for the duration of this, this section. <laughs> does, does Babs bother you? Does Babs? No, no I understand that. Barbara Babs. Oh, yeah, that's just a, a diminutive form. Well, do, 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 do the biggest problem I have with a lot of names that are short? Just, to, just, I'll get this out of the way. The biggest problem I have with a lot of short names is not only just that they don't make sense from what they come from, it's that I don't understand why they needed to be shortened in the first place because they're only two syllables, sometimes even only one. Barbara is like four syllables, so I get why that needs to be shortened. What, what's, what's wrong with, with Bob? 
are, but it just it sounds uh, shit. But is right. it, uh, some things just sound better. There you go. Sure. Some things just sound better. You know. Yeah, that's that's my thing. So anyway, uh, Mary Grace Scott, Paul Pelletier, Pelletier, Pel Pelletier, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, um, on the art. So this is um, start of a new arc, uh, kind of, and yeah. probably still the... still having some fallout from the last issue, which I wasn't here for. Yeah, of that, that involved James Junior and that whole side quest, which felt was odd timing. Side there. quest is a good description. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a one issue thing just deal, dealing with him. Because um, I I had to go back and and relook that over because I thought I missed stuff, mm. right? Um, turns out I didn't. But here we get one of my favorite concepts from the animated series, uh, with the terrible trio. Oh yeah, it's, like, uh, uh, I, I made time to read this. I let the guys know because I had a really hectic uh, week at work and I didn't get to read all my comics this week, and I told them I only have this many left. But I made sure I tied for Batgirl real quick. Yeah, because you almost missed three of the books you were going to read, yep. but then you squeezed them in Batgirl, so he's only two you yep. missed, which we'll get to what yep. those are later. But um, yeah, you got the, you got the Vulture, you got the Fox, you got the the Shark, um, yep. and they're behind uh, Cormoran, and they want to lure in Batgirl, and they're up to something. So when we go to Batgirl, she's um, you know looking kind of funky because Pelletier's mouth, as it always is bothering mm-hmm. me um, and there's several examples but someone sends a hand a severed hand yeah to, uh, that, that's Alino's always a good yeah and it's in a box as well so it's you know yep. it's very much a what's in the box those moment. little polystyrene chips yep. <laughs> that's actually make sure right. it wasn't damaged yeah yeah, yeah just in case <laughs> that, that cracked me up but uh, what... what's cool about this is the the hand is more than what it looks like yeah it's it's, it's uh, like the dna of one person the fingerprint uh, of another i think and then like the ring belongs to a third person yeah uh, and i'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that these are actually the trio wearing the masks uh, was it just me that was thinking that that maybe like this is all a ruse and because they all, they all go missing but i don't think any of them are actually like, I, found their bodies i would i would say that but the 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 woman that is vulture doesn't match sure yeah the woman she's missing. clearly white yeah 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 and the woman in the the, the, the hand belongs to is clearly that not, but yeah. that said that said i do feel the ones responsible for these are the people in the costumes mm. because they're so cocky they think they can get away with it yeah yeah yeah, it's you it's know? it's entirely Fox who's done this. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so so Babs is you know looking into them, but they're obviously expecting her. Uh, there's a subplot sort of running throughout where uh, the company's in trouble, the one she runs, uh, to the point where she's got this new apartment, but it turns out her check is bounced, so her stuff's all getting thrown out. Bard seems to have a crush on Babs and wants to try and be nice. He shows up at her place. Um, yeah. And given her dislike of him, that, that feels like a bit of a long shot. But I mean. Go for it, Bard. You don't, yeah, don't know. But he's kind of like, you know, n- you know, new year, new me. Maybe like, may get yeah. kicked in the nuts, but it's fine. You can might as well. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I try to, you know, set up your dad for corruption that he didn't do, but like, <laughs> that's the past. I got shot in the knee. I have a cane now, you know? Yeah, things are all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they basically have this kind of, uh, what would I call this? Gallering with, with, uh, with, it's all the wealthy in the city, right? Yeah, the wealthy people. And and, they tell them because because they work in threes that you know, hey, stick with us and give us a third of your fortunes, and you know, 
We'll we'll do some black market stuff. Yeah. On your behalf. We'll, we'll protect you from the police, uh, the lawyers, and then also the bats. And they've got because basically they've lured in Batgirl to this trap. And she's in a straight jacket. She's in like a proper like magician's escape artist kind of tank. Yeah. <laughs> in a straight jacket. That's how we end the issue. Uh, I actually quite like these villains. I think that like Cormoran was was fine in terms of like his threat level because I like the whole you know yeah. he's coming for the the TV yeah. station stuff. But mm-hmm. as a is it, he wasn't that interesting. Yeah, whereas these three, Fox especially, are a lot more interesting than Shark and Vulture. They, they, they've can got we, an interesting look. Can we talk look. about just the sublime quality of their masks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the masks look good. They're, they're, they're top level. The Shark one, and I, and I like how each of them, like, they play up that part. Because, like, the Vulture, right, if you look how they are, they got the bald head. But then, like, she wears that boa that looks like, you know. Yeah. Like, like a thing. And then Fox is all keeping it together and is real slim and, like... You know, suave. Yeah. Suave. There you go. And then the shark's just this big, huge, bulky, massive. Yeah, he's, dude. The, he's the brute. He's the he's the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I just I love those concepts and seeing it way back in the day on the animated series. So anytime they show up, I get pretty excited. So I saw them on the cover, which, and I was like, which isn't often, is it? No, it's no. not. And so I I feel like they're the perfect foils for Babs, right? Because there's the three of them. They kind of are like, I don't want to call them masterminds, but they're never just like, you know, let's go rob a bank. There's always something yeah. more to it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're behind Cameron. Um, but no, that was, it was an enjoyable issue. I mean, I, I, again, the art from Pelletier is kind of... Yeah, I like it a lot more than you do. Like, I, 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 the masks look good, but these human faces for me are just rough. Yeah, I will say though that I like a lot of of like when they go to the 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 den where this club that is the 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 thing that's tying all the crimes together that Babs is investigating. Just the image of all the people in their masks and like it's very eyes wide shut, like yeah. secret society. And I feel like the tone there with with them kind of in the shadows and the trio up in the light and spotlighted it Phil, it's a yeah. really well composed but, scene but this, this wasn't issue 69 so they couldn't bust out into an orgy nah give yeah. it time <laughs> <laughs> oh dear what are you giving it Matt uh, I'm going to give this an 8 <coughs> we also want to talk about the it seems like a company's coming for um, Gordon Clean Energy yeah European company uh, which but... and they seem to have already succeeded in some extent because yeah. Bab's check bounced as I said so mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, Carl, what are you giving it? I'm giving it a solid seven. It's good. Yeah, I'll 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 go with the seven as well. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it. The art's just maybe dragging it down a little bit for me, but uh, uh, okay. Uh, which will take us on to Justice League Dark Issue Ten. James Tynion mm-hmm. the fourth, writing Alvaro Martinez on the art. Uh, you two are reading this, so yeah. Take away. So Connor, Connor, you read this one? Yeah, I did. Uh, so so Nobu's a dirty, filthy liar. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they were never lords of order they were just magicians that somehow got to the realm of the gods and have been posing as gods this is new to me i don't know if this is yeah. new new or if it's something that, that has happened in yeah. the past um, i don't know either but i like it all all cause... of my experience reading fate books mm-hmm. which you know i've not read everything um right but they've been godlike but, you know, but, you know they, they they existed before time, mm-hmm. uh. So, yeah, this this is. But it, it ties in with with Tynan, who's who's doing a lot of the stuff with with Snyder, yeah. Right, and and this spun out from all of that, so it ties it into this the multiversal order, yeah. That 
the reason that that Naboo and the Lords of Order could pose as the Lords of Order is because they obtained into the sphere of the gods. Yeah. And when they had done that, because of how the multiverse is, it empowered them. So they might not have started as gods, but they essentially became gods, which which I like. But this all comes from we saw what Khalid was. This is what he had saw. So he's explaining all this to the other members of the Justice League Dark who are on Mira. Khalid uh, followed fate in into this yeah. realm and, you know, learned of their plan to kind of just, right, we'll mm -hmm. just sacrifice everyone magical. Yeah. No big deal. And then we'll start new. Like, yeah. Or, well, not even that, because they'll be gone as well. They'll just let the world start itself new. And because there'll be no magic, it will be inherently more orderful more... than chaotic. Yeah, because I don't know if orderful is or... a word. Well, no, more ordered, you could say. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And that because chaos, magic is inherently chaotic. Yeah. And so I like that the, he's creating this this pole of order versus chaos and that the guys that want order are kind of just as bad as the ones that only want chaos. Yeah. Which the but other kind. And the, the, the other important thing from here as well, though, is that we learned that, that Kent is still fighting back to some degree. Mm -hmm. He hasn't got a lot of control. He can't really nope. do much, but he manages to stop Naboo killing Khalid. Uh, right. The best so he can do is, 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 yeah, lock him in the vase. But uh, Kent has something in there. He, so we've, we've, I expect that to come back up into play of, of yeah, Kent well, making. And so, he, so Khalid explains to everybody on Mirat that the reason that the Lords of Order are taking it apart is they get more power by destroying these outer realms. And when they destroy these outer realms, like Mirat, like the Gem Worlds, that'll yeah. lead them to these bigger ones that have more belief like heaven and hell and so they're doing this on one side the other kind are coming through and that they're hoping that this order versus chaos will cause the multiverse to reset and because they're 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 taking advantage of uh perpetua and all of that stuff taking that energy from the multiverse. Yeah. so I'm, I'm guessing they're referring to like the monitor and the world uh, I, I assume so yeah that it's taking the they offered away so they can do this and just restart everything in mm. full order. And so um, you get Bobo being all depressed that he can't save Mira and that he, yeah, he let down. Him. Yeah, that, that was good. But, but ultimately he let down his friend, the Night Master, who left him the sword. Yeah. Um, and then we jump to Zatanna and Wonder Woman who come across a revelation of their own from Cersei. Yeah, that it turns out that Zatara knew this was all coming and there was only one person that he could trust to ensure his plan to stop this would come and it turns out it's the one and only John Constantine because everyone knows he's the most trustworthy person in, in, the, in the universe yeah but, but it does tell me though that Zatara knew that someone underhanded would have to take care of this like he and couldn't it, trust Zatanna because also, she's too yeah she's too you know good yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, and and it's also uh, maybe not too good to just in general, but not willing to make the hard calls. Yeah, that's what Whereas Constantine, Constantine will. Um, right. It says a lot how big a deal this is, though. That I was like, damn it, I'm gonna have to trust Constantine. Well, it's that, and like my dad didn't believe in me enough that he trusts this flipping <laughs> yeah. hellblazer. Yeah. Over me, and then that like I, it was cool that we got to see her. So. She goes out of the realm because Cersei tells her all this in one of the other kind of attack. And it's the one that steals your skin. 
Yeah. It has like the baby thing. And that Cersei's like, well, you can't attack, or Wonder Woman tells her, you can't attack that thing with your magic. It'll just go right through it. And she's like, yeah, but I thought about this. I can impact the world around the other kind with my magic. And so you see this thing where she casts, yeah, she casts a spell using her backward language where she picks up all the stones and the dirt and basically concretes the other kind into the earth and defeats it. And uh, her and Wonder Woman are up on their plan. So they're back looking for more Drew because they know that they need him because he's a lord of chaos. And it seems like they're going to be striking for balance here. Then Mordru's going to have to get some more Lords of Chaos, which I hope that's where it's going. Yeah. You know? Um, and then uh, we see that, of course, Cersei has her own plan here because the Upside Down Man comes in yep. and they have a chat that she's basically running her own play that's going to get rid of these magic doers. Uh, she's she's got her own agenda, as as mm-hmm. to be expected. And that the uh, upside down man should is like you're not going to be safe either. Um, she's like, we'll, eh, we'll see about that. Yeah, and and we get to Mira, and the Lords of Order make them a deal because the other ones go off back to Earth to do what they need to do. And like I don't remember all their names, but it's the one with the cloak. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the names either. Makes makes a makes a deal. Or proposes a deal like, hey guys, all of you guys are magic. If you trade your magic for your lives, we'll send you back to this earth. You'll have no memory of anything, but you also won't have magic. But you'll be alive. So, but you'll be alive. You don't take the deal, I'll kill you where you stand. And so yeah. that's where the Which book leads is, us. is a huge thing for some more than others. Like mm-hmm. uh, Blue Devil, for example, would return to being a person. Right, a but dead then, man like, would would just die, and and Bobo would just become a chimp. Right, but what would that mean for like Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade? Yeah, like, what, what about lives? Swamp Thing? Yeah. Well, that leaves the the Earth without a Defender of the Green. Yeah. Right. So that's really not order. So it makes me wonder if this this is not quite the choice. And I feel as as Nightmaster, Bobo got something up his his sleeve here. Yeah. Um. No, but I, think it's just, I think that's Orchid I can see in there as well, who's often yeah. you know a, a protector of the red. Yeah, uh, black orchids there, black orchids there. You have uh, Lady Frankenstein. You have I'm trying to pull up that last page. Yeah, but a it's really a good who's who of yeah. of uh, magic heroes of the DCU. And again, this is starting to remind me of Day of Judgment, where there's going to be a restructuring. Like all these old magic things are going to go away. In order for a new age of magic to start, yeah, which um, I'm looking forward to. I, I love the magic side of the DC universe, yeah. and uh, I hope but we get Clarion's more. Clarion's there. Um, I was I like Black Alice. E- yeah, I think that's Etrigan around the back. Well, not Etrigan, sorry, Jason Blood. Jason Blood. Uh, he's older. He, yes, he he's aging quickly, but mm-hmm. he's still got some magic that he's learned himself. That's kind of keeping yeah. him going. But yeah, so we'll we'll see where this goes. With them, because I can't imagine they're going to take the deal, or else there's no book going forward. I think a couple of them might. Yeah. Uh, which and could it, be interesting. Yeah. But but no, uh, the art the art's pretty decent. Like it does a, a it's, lot it's of It's on the, par with the book, isn't it? It has been. Yeah, it's um, the the page I really enjoyed was the um, with with the upside down man just pops into existence behind um, Cersei. 
That's so, good. Yeah. There's a couple of key so pages that, that I really like. Uh, near the start, uh, it's fate, uh, and and it's the the layout is split by a by a big ankh symbol. Yeah. Uh, that's real good. And also, I just realized the the page where where, where something's kneeling down and comforting Bobo. Uh, the lighting on that is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's real good. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so Lords of Order, complete liars. They're never really gods. They're never really lords. They just they put themselves in that place after being the the primo yeah. uh, magicians. So yeah, which I like. I like any time that someone can come in and shake this thing because magic is a spot that I do have a blind spot. So you know, them coming through, restarting it makes it a lot easier for me to want to read it. That's true. Yeah, it's appealing for uh, a lot of people, I imagine. Yeah. So yeah. So so, what would you rate it? Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. It's good. Eight. Yeah, I'm gonna. I too, I'm gonna give it an eight. Oh, I'll wake up on. Yeah, there you go, Pete. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. Uh, I would just leave dark. Uh, we will move on to the terrifics issue fifteen. Jinlin Yang writing with Stephen Segovia on the art, and Matt has done me dirty and didn't read this book. <laughs> my, hey man, you take that up with my work. I had zero time this week. First Jinlin Yang issue. I know. Read. I'm going to read it. I just did not have time. Today before we recorded, is that a Batgirl? And this didn't have the terrible trio, so I made a decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so it basically it picks up where we left off, more or less, where Miss Terrific from the other Earth is sticking around, and yeah, you know, Michael's on a date with her, and mm-hmm. he does this great thing where he's talking about when he had to identify her body. You know, his, you know. His wife, wife, from the car wreck, uh, from yeah. the car wreck, and he, you know he mentions that he knew it was her even before he saw her face because of the scar she had uh, on her hand. There was like a, there was a scar between her mm-hmm. thumb and her, her finger, and he talks about uh, they're, they're they're at this date and she's saying, "Oh, this is like a miracle where you know I thought I lost my husband, but here you are in front of me, and you know I'm here for you." But in his narration, he says, you know, he's, he's holding her hand. He's like, her hand's smooth and scarless. And it's just this idea that even though she does seem like it's, it's his, his wife, it's not exactly her. You know, there are some differences. As, as much as this seems like a perfect thing for both of them, it isn't, isn't necessarily, you know. And But later on, she kind of like agrees, yeah, it's not, but you know, you're not exactly my husband and I'm not exactly what your wife was. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't find something in each other that, you know, it's comforting. Uh, it becomes a bit of an ideological debate as well because she's very religious and talks about how she prayed for, for things after he died. Mm. And, uh, and obviously he's a very much a man of science. So, you know, we got that. But there's a giant monster attacks uh, mid-date and uh, the all terrifics are all fighting them. It's a big snake. Uh, and both Plastic Man and uh, Metamorpho turn into big snakes as well to try and fight them. Uh, so, so defeat snakes. Fun, crazy action, but they end up getting swallowed. And when Phantom Girl goes inside the big snake, something weird goes on. Where it's like, hey, there's not really like any insides to the snake. There's no blood. There's no guts. There's no nothing. Uh, it's just it's like a digital construct in the inside. What's going on? This is hmm. weird. And then, sure enough, later up, if it turns out, uh, well, actually, I should just mention uh, when they defeat the snake, there's a a digitized kind of villain who uh, refers to herself as who are you where's she uh 
I am his herald. Oh, I thought she, I thought, I, I, I'll be honest. I remembered her saying I am herald, and I thought I'm sure I've heard that before. But ah. she, but she says I am his herald. So yeah, okay, it's a new thing. <laughs> it's a new villain. Uh, so yeah, but it turns out Stag's putting on a demonstration. Stag's got his daughter, and Metamorphos there. They're showing this general this new. It's essentially a holodeck for training purposes. Okay. And they're like, okay, pick a pick a mode, and they pick this, and they end up in a beach, and these, you know like uh marines or whatever came out of the water and basically they go off but it's basically a holodeck episode of star trek next gen where the holodeck's malfunctioning and they start trying to shoot them so metamorph was kind of like protecting them but what makes this different from the regular holodeck from star trek is that these digital soldiers actually sort of end up leaving the room and the fight spills it onto like the, the campus they're at uh you know, and this is where, you know, Linya's with, with Plastic Man and they're, they're talking and he's eavesdropping on the, the, the new date that, you know, uh, Mr. Terrific is having with, with mm-hmm. Mr. Terrific. Um, but it all, it all sort of, you know, spills it onto them and the action ensues and, the you know, Plastic Man is getting hit with bullets. Like, it is real things. Although, amusingly, there's a lot of video game references here mm-hmm. where, uh, well, I say references, there's references in the sense that they, they kind of compare it to video games and when it starts to malfunction, they, uh, I think Stag's daughter makes the, the the soldiers get health bars above their head. So they literally have health bars above them. And it's like, hey, just hit them enough until the health bar goes away. Yeah. <laughs> until it's depleted. Uh, there is one really awkward reference to Fortnite, which I thought was weird. <laughs> okay. Where, where it's, 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 what was the line? It was something like, so someone says, oh, you mean this is like, what part of the application for this tech is that this will eventually be for video games? Like, oh, my kid will be playing this. And I think someone says, oh, I sure beats Fortnite. <laughs> Could be true. And it probably does beat Fortnite, but like, I don't know, it's, it, felt like a, it felt like a weird name drop. I don't know. Um, it's also bizarre that it's the second thing I've, you know, with a Fortnite reference in it that I've noticed this week. Um, yeah. As someone that works around kids that play Fortnite, that would have angered me. Yes. You get uh, used to I'm it. So though, sick of hearing about Fortnite. Yeah. No, because I have to stop them when they're in line for lunch from doing those stupid dances. It's like, go outside then. Like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, so the, the soldiers get their masks taken off and they turn it to actually be like frog people. <laughs> that, that's yeah, a swerve. Yeah. That's no, all. It's you know, and then eventually, uh, Miss Terrific, who wasn't in costume to begin with, shows up in costume with her T spheres. And actually, uh, sorry, T cubes. She doesn't have spheres. She has cubes. I should get that right. And drains the moisture out of the frogs. Um, and then Mister Terrific's like, "Hey, how did your cubes do that?" It's like, "Yeah, well, we can compare tech later. We got things to do." Yeah. Yeah. But basically, uh, she and Plastic Man, Plastic Man, because he went to Catholic school, and she realized that. Wait a minute. The, 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 the big snake, big serpent, uh, then we had frogs, you know, like, and then what's next? And then, of course, uh, next we have the, the locusts coming in, and they're like, hey, Curtis is like, okay, I don't say Curtis, Michael, wrong, wrong Mr. Terrific. Michael's like, hey, wait a minute, for those of us who aren't familiar with all this mythology, what, 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 what are you saying here? It's like, yeah, we're not fighting, like, you know, some video game thing, we're, we're fighting God, basically. <laughs> Because the the plagues of Egypt are are coming. Oh boy! Uh, but they do appear to be digital in some capacity. Something's causing this. So obviously, oh, we're not maybe really... it's the new Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> it's not Creed really plagues of Egypt. It's not really God, obviously, but it makes for a fun like final line as Plastic yeah. Man shows it out. Um, 
but yeah so no i, I enjoyed the extra uh the the character mm-hmm. voices are there um we kind of knew that from the annual uh that the you know yeah. t- your yang was going to yang was going to hold, handle this pretty well and it was going to be a smooth transition and i like that miss miss terrific is also sticking around and feels that we've expanded the team a little bit so that's good too yeah it was good uh art good. was art was solid uh yeah, I was. Yeah, I mentioned Stephen Segovia. Yeah, at the start, um, he. Uh, yeah, I like Segovia's art actually. Um, it's not necessarily identical to what the books had before, uh, but I like Segovia when he was on Action Comics for a while, uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's got a nice clean style that that lends itself to the book. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if I'm if I'm rating it, um, I think this was a solid seven point five. Okay. So, um, so hopefully next time when we get the next issue, Matt will have read it and we can we can yeah. discuss it. F- fingers crossed. Yeah, but it was fun. Like you know, it was fun. You know, Plastic Man and Metamorpho. Because actually, it's a really fun part where uh, uh, the the floods are coming in the or not the floods, but the the the, 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 the characters are you know the, the soldiers coming out of the water, and he's trying to protect everyone. So he he kind of forms a wall at the shore, but his head's sticking out in the top of the wall in the middle. Uh, it was just, it was, I don't know, just fun imagery, fun things going on. Um, but that was terrific. Uh, which does take us on to the Silencer issue 16, which is Dan Abnett writing with V. Kenneth Marion on the art. Uh, this is the, the the sister, the evil sister who killed the brother mm-hmm. <laughs> from Silencer. There's so Smoke? Smoke, uh, yeah, Smoke's the name. Um, yeah. Which I remembered because I'm pretty sure there's a Mortal Kombat character called Smoke, and I thought of that. Oh, there definitely is. When they mentioned it originally, he he was just a copy of of the you know the Scorpion and yeah, um, but he was gray. Yes, that's how he was different. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Reptile was before Smoke, though, right? Oh yeah, because Reptile was the first Easter egg character. Yeah, I believe, and then Noob Cybot came later. Apparently, the new Mortal Kombat's legit. I don't have time. I would love to play it though. It's all of microtransactions, though, by the sounds of it. Ah, oh, screw that. See you later. Yeah. I think if someone worked out you're... to buy it all, it would cost like $6,700. You you have Uncharted games and God of War to play, Matt, so you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Priorities. Also, also Battlefront 2, as I realized I had. So You realized you had Battlefront 2? <laughs> yeah, my, well, uh, a couple of months ago, my brother-in-law brought it over. He's like, here, you can have this. I don't like it. And I was like, oh, cool. And I put it on my shelf. I, I like your brother more now. Yeah, and so, um, well, he only likes sports games for the most part. So, um, and then uh, Alden met the, the the actress that was in it, uh, Janina Gravencar. Yes. And he's like, you should really play Battlefront too. You would enjoy it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's another game to get. And I thought, wait, I have a Battlefront. Which one do I have? So as as we're getting ready to watch Avengers, I go to pull it out of the shelf, and right there, there's there's Battlefront two. So. Add that another game to the list. Silencer. So, so, <laughs> so Silencer shows up to to grab Smoke uh, when she's you know on the move. Uh, and some of the best stuff about this 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 book is the action because that 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 two page spread of her riding in the motorbike mm-hmm. is fantastic. Oh, it's great. Yeah, and then so basically you know Talia's over the comm saying you know. Silencer, kill, kill her right now, just kill her. And he's like, can she turns into smoke, bullets ain't doing and, shit. And then she's saying to quiet us on the side again, get the airstrike ready. Yeah. 
and uh, basically Smoke can kind of sense you know her memories or her, her history and like says ah you know you you care about this family blah 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 and Talia is starting to suspect that maybe the the reconditioning didn't quite take. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, and then no. she and obviously Talia is hearing this going damn it I knew it. Yeah. Um, and Quietus is kind of on her side though Quietus is kind of like on the sly talking to uh, you know honor a lot about what's going on but we have this chase scene where basically Smoke's basically announcing that she's going to go after Honor's family uh, so we have this great action scene where she's chasing her on the bike and she's in this purple car yeah, because uh, it's when it turns out that her quiet powers because they stop uh, you know vibrations mm. essentially that's how they work um, it stops Smoke vibrating at a molecular level to to Face yeah. oh, the way smart. she has been. Yeah, oh, so she's Matt, your mic's gone. Yeah, mic's gone, Matt. Yeah, but she, but it does make it mean that she's like kind of a natural nemesis and that she can actually counteract her power in some way. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she, no, there's like a great two-page layout here where Smoke intentionally drives the car she's in into an oil tanker, which completely blows up, and your know, honor has to kind of skid the bike to to avoid going into it. Um, and you know it kind of puts her out for a bit and she, she's kind of left in, in a bad place luckily the drones that talia sent to bomber kind of show up at this point so honor does not get killed but she's like talking to quietus back at a motel you know, over the comms and like hey i need to get to my family and quietus is like no talia wants you here i can stall her for 24 hours if you want to go and save your family but that's all you've got so yeah. and smoke smoke goes and kills some of the uh the weapons dealers that you know leviathan use um uh so there's a bit of an action sequence there uh but ultimately you know we we have back at the house like kids going to bed dad's reading the story and he gets this this mysterious call saying hey we work for the security company you have to leave now something bad's coming and he's not willing to you know believe them he thinks this is all some Mm -hmm. some crazy hoax and then the book ends with probably this book's had some really good cliffhangers this one is just honor comes in the window remember he thinks she's dead but she comes in the window right. and full silence a costume is in so it just says hello blake don't make a sound and it's yeah. like it's like all right so if this is wrapping up in two issues which it is yeah um it feels like yeah we're ending with him finding out who she is and she's going to have to save her family um sweet so it's a pretty good ending yeah, yeah. It's, it's all Assuming ramping up sticks yeah it's man all... how great would it be that she shows up and saves like lois during leviathan like oh sure that'd be great that'd make me so happy i like jo, jo, i think it's going to stick just because it's the last two issues i think you know we're ending so i uh, no, yeah. i didn't mean stick as in they go through with it i meant stick oh. as in you know stick the landing oh sure okay sure yeah yeah um so no no i i've really enjoyed silence i'm actually really sad it's ending i think it's become a really consistent action book um and i am all yeah. for honor and silencer showing up whenever she wherever else yeah. she pleases it, it became the surprise hit of this uh uh this imprint yeah, yeah. The, this in terrifics well and then sideways was good too so yeah. well, good well too. here's the thing terrifics wasn't a surprise though no we expected that to be good we expected that was that... the one we thought that's True. the safe one that was the one sure hit but silencer was the genuine surprise mm. of this is actually great um especially once we switched artists and then mm-hmm. I, I think the last couple of uh, batches of books the last couple of arcs and and it have been especially good so yeah. um I, I hope they do eventually like a hardcover or something with like just all 18 issues just as like a hey i think it was actually 19 it was an annual wasn't there so 19. it was an annual yeah yeah uh, a, make... nice, a small omnibus yeah 
Uh, but I really like it. I, 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 I think it seems like it's going to more or less tell a complete story. You know, this is a natural place to kind of build up to as our family finding out and uh, ultimately breaking away from Talia. And, and then still leaves it in a place where we can have more adventures later. Potentially, yeah. Although yeah. if they want to sell it as though she actually does get out of the life and just gives her a happy ending, that kind of works too. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think it, it's the sort of thing where you can do that, but it's always there where we can call her back into action if needs be. I don't think it'd be Talia necessarily. I feel like Talia, no. Talia could be the reason why she comes back, but it may not be like yeah, Talia's one. I, 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 I don't necessarily mean Talia. So much. I just mean, you know, okay, shit's going down. Leviathan Risings are really like the whole Leviathan event. If if they somehow work Silencer into that because of her connection to Talia, that that could be great. Yeah, that that's what I would love. Like she's she's a free agent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, oh yeah. man, she ends up like we end up getting checkmate. She ends up being one of the main mm. like field ops. I forget. I don't know all the titles. I still have to read that book, but you know they're all based off of chess pieces. Yeah. yeah. So she could be like the Black Knight or the White Knight or whatever. Of checkmate, that'd be dope. Mm. Well, not yeah. checkmate, but you know what I mean. An organization like it. Yeah, but I mean, the standout for me. I mean, the cliffhanger is great. The what it's building up to is great. Yeah. Uh, I love the action scenes though. That 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 that, yeah. that 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 chase that ended with the tanker just was just great. It felt like an action scene yeah. in a movie, like a well done. I, I, I love the, 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 the last issue through the wall. Yeah. yeah. I I love the in the last issue the thread with the with Blake and the security guys that are there for his own protection, mm-hmm. and he starts getting wise to him. He's like, well, wait a minute. If you're from the security company, why y'all dress like Secret Service? Like, so the fact that they're still in there, whatever purpose they serve, <laughs> um, I'll give this a read. We're, we're a classy security service, that's why. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, it's pretty great. Yeah, we we give it a car. Uh, I will give it. Uh, I give it a seven point five. I'm gonna give it an eight. Good. Uh, I'm gonna give Silence an eight. Uh, really. Oh, I mean, I've typically always really liked this book now, but uh, yeah, this was a really good issue. Which will take us on to Dial H for Hero, issue 2. Sam Humphrey's writing with Joel Quinones on the art. This is uh, me and Connor reading this, because Matt wasn't here for the last issue, but he really didn't like no, it. I uh, really didn't like it. <laughs> he hated it. He hated it. And I don't understand Matt sometimes. Ah, uh, he's a mystery. He's a we, mystery. we could talk for hours about the etymology of names. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, like just... Dial H. Nah. It was, it's, it's far too, I'm not a fan of the dialogue and the story and just everything's like, feels like a cartoon, right? But a cartoon that I would not enjoy watching. So like the art's great, but everything else about it, I it was just, oof, big oh, whiff. Super expressive. Yeah. Yeah. So Miguel's on the run with the girl who they ran away together in the truck uh, last issue. And mm-hmm. there's several people uh from the thunderbolt society or whatever they're called coming after the uh the phone the phone yeah the the, the, the h dial and yeah so, so they're basically fighting about what he's spending money on breakfast and you know well should even go anywhere and he, he actually kind of wants rid of the phone he's sick of this responsibility you know uh, the operator calls him up and says hey they're coming you have to you know protect the phone do everything you can yeah and and, and he goes oh no the h-style was forged in the sphere of the gods that's how powerful this thing is come on and what i wasn't expecting having never really read any dial h stuff is they're kind of treating this like everyone who's ever used it is kind of like a junkie where they're desperate for the next fix yeah uh so we have this guy who's like coming after him and he gets the phone he dives out of the water and and you know uh, uses it and he becomes let me just get to this uh, uh, Zobu the Zonky King 
uh, Jobu. Jobu. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And, Jobu and, uh, is on for team. reference, this this is this is Dragon Ball. This he is basically Goku. Oh, that was lost. That was lost on me. This is this is a young Goku. That was lost on me. I didn't get that reference. Um, I just thought it was all something... of this is him training with oh, the old master, the old pervy master, whose name I'm forgetting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's also a scene just before that though, where uh, a cop accosts uh, the girl whose name I can't remember, um, and turns out she's also looking for the the dial. So, you know, yeah, that, that, this Thunderbolt dude is like manipulating several people into yeah, chasing after we, this phone. See a little bit. He's telling them, right, look, get it, but do not ring the phone don't pick up because they'll people will know who where you are then you just gotta you get it and yeah. deliver it to but he's whispering in the, in the rear but we get this quick little backstory of this this uh what was his name again uh jobu <laughs> which is what the the guys the, turned the into the girl's called summer by the way girl called summer cool um and you know miguel sees this and he jumps after him and tries tackling him and a bit of a fight breaks out the the cops shooting summer comes in with a truck and hits hits jobu uh, he finally. I love, I love the the arts. You know the arts. Even before we get to this next one. Yeah. When Jobu switches, it's this very uh, you know soft manga style. Um, yeah, it the, changes. Even down to the panel layout, it's the very the the slanted angle thing that a lot of manga does. But um, it, ch- it changes again though when he uses the phone and and his character you know that he turns into comes into it where it becomes this more classic, big mech suit. Yeah, grayscale. No, I'm talking about the art specifically, the grayscale oh, right, okay. art, the way oh, it yeah, changes. Yeah, the, the grayscale manga. Yeah. Um, and he becomes this this big mech suit, which is called Iron Dreadhead. <laughs> and it actually says, you know the drill, and it starts off an origin story, and then he kind of almost goes meta and smashes it and says, no time for origin story. <laughs> <laughs> no time for secret origins, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's almost like a, a weird uh, like cyberpunk kind of thing where there's people with these weird you know guns and helmets on. And, uh, but no, no, we don't have time for that. Oh, so we get this weird. fight between Jobu and the mech suit, and, and, and the punch, and you know he's got the two fists colliding, and and, they... and Summer's just Ooh. watching in disbelief, going, "Holy shit, that was Miguel Miguel a minute ago." <laughs> no effing way. Um, and then, yeah, so you face off Jobu. He turns back into Miguel, and they're like. All right, we need to get going. We have to go. We have to go to Metropolis because the only person I trust to look after us is Superman. So they're on their way to Metropolis. However, the phone was nabbed by the policewoman before yep. you know before they realised what happened. So they're going to have to go find it first. Uh, but yeah, they're, and they're but they're reunited at the end though because they're more of a team now because she's excited about going to Metropolis. They've kind of bonded over this, so the fighting's kind of went away and they're they're kind of united. So yeah, and you have to you know at the, the end you see the officers got it and you see Thunderbolt going right very good you know now you know bring it to Central City and don't ring it you know promise you know and she's like yeah I promise and this is next Officer Crandall dials dials the phone I'm like yeah. Yeah, no shit. Well, this is presumably how our character is going to find find uh, find the phone and find yeah. out where she's going because they'll be drawn to it. They'll be drawn somehow. to it. At least he will because he's used it. Yes. Yeah. Um. So now I'd be interested if they see if they actually deal with him getting addicted to it. <laughs> it may actually establish that that's a thing, and if he'll be affected or or whatever. Um. I can see it almost playing it kind of uh, one ring esque. That's kind of how this is being played with with everyone kind of going mm-hmm. after it. It's got this effect on it. Yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe he'll be a bit of a, a Samwise and can resist it. Mm. But it'll well, be maybe, better maybe than that. Be Summer's job, but and and he'll be the Frodo. It'll be more direct. Mm. This will be See, better he's than. He's saying Summer, and I'm I'm square in 
Game of Thrones stuff. So I keep thinking, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah now I'm with you. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, no, I liked it. I liked it again. It was fun. Mm. Fun. Yeah, um, no, I, I love this. This is becoming one of my favorite little books. Hmm. No, I, mean, I, I like the creativeness of it. I like the attitude the characters seem, seem to have. And um, we're getting kind of wacky because you know, we had the monster truck thing last issue and then this was uh, a mech suit and apparently a Dragon Ball-esque character. He, he even does the, the Kamehameha. You know, the... the, the Kamehameha? Yeah, yeah, the, the hand blast thing. See, I know very little about Dragon Ball Z, but I know the memes. Yeah. I, I don't know that. The only thing I know about Dragon Ball is over 9,000. That is the extent of my yeah. Dragon Ball knowledge. I don't even know who the characters are. I don't know... Like, I've heard the name Goku. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know anything else. Well, it's interesting because because uh, Goku had a tail, which is, uh, you know... This but if one, you pull on his tail, his powers go away, right? Kind of. It just... It, yeah. It's like yeah. the Monkey King from... Uh... From Chinese mythology. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, the whole thing, right? Um, but this guy that he's wearing, he's he's a bit of a, a horse thing, and and Goku can, can kind of has a bit of a transformation yeah. element. Um, and this here, it's it's he's wearing yellow pants with red stars. I'm, I'm like, you know, the whole thing is Super Dragon Ball. It's great. I'll see a word for it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't need to research it. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I don't want no part of no Dragon Ball. Uh, but that is a uh, dialogue for hero. Uh, what are you rating it, Connor? I'm going high because this is this is fantastic for me. Uh, I'm giving it a nine. I so I think I give the first issue because I I love this book. Yeah, I I think like the first issue, I'm not going as silly high as you are. I I uh, but I I will give it an eight. I think it's solid, good fun. Uh, it was a delight to read. Because um, I'm super yeah. quick, and his admiration for Superman and wanting to be like that is also super endearing. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> see what you did there. I think I, I'm I'm giving it like an extra point for the art being so good at switching between completely different styles, and and still feeling cohesive and and you know, and mm. so effective. Yeah. Uh, so that will take us on to the final book of the week, which is Freedom Fighters issue five which is uh, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Eddie Barrows. And notably, um, the one thing that I was going to read and didn't was Freedom Fighters mm-hmm. because I had to read the last issue as well. And it, as per usual, there was a bit of a crunch period before the podcast and yeah. I didn't have time to read two more books. Because you forgot how many books you had. I did. Yeah. No, I, 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 I said to Connor last night that I checked how many books I had to read for today and I hadn't read, read any yet. I was like, holy shit, I've got like 10 books. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was less. Oh well. <laughs> so that's what happened. Connor, did you read this? No, I'm two issues behind because uh, oh, of the one right. I missed. So I'll just tell, I'll get you guys caught up real quick. In in the last issue, the Freedom Fighters blew up Nazi Mount Rushmore with skin cells from the human bomb. I think I remember and, you telling me this. Yeah, yeah I remember that. So as well. so because of that and because of the message that it sent to the American people, it finally reawoken Uncle Sam as the spirit of 76. So at the end of the issue, he ends up out in the street um, and the police go to stop him because he's too, you know, too American, if you will. So this issue picks up where that left off and you have uncle Sam and he's a little bit like, he's a little rusty 
you know, but he can still get up to kick some Rotsy ass. And he starts uh, explaining to, to the people around him in the streets of Philadelphia that while he might still be weak, that the spirit of 76 is essentially freedom and that he was born when, when um, the early American settlers rose up against Britain. And it, but it was more than just rising up. It was that yearning to, to be left alone because they were downtrodden and they were tired of being taken advantage of. And that, you know, America wasn't always this pristine place, but freedom still endured. And it got, you know, it got corrupted at points. And he, you got to take the bad with the good. So there's this whole thing there that it goes over, which I thought was pretty cool because especially in this day and age where you try to create this patriotic hero, you got to address some of the things that have happened in the past. So here, you know, Venditti addresses like slavery and oppression and all the stuff that's happened since the Revolutionary War, but also that each of those has given an opportunity to overcome, which is overall strengthened the resolve. So all of those have led to now with this Nazi occupation in New America for the freedom fighters to reawaken him. And at the same time, while this is going on, uh, Adolf Hitler, too, is freaking out because there's reports of, of the spirit, as they call him, spirit of 76, like re reawakening and causing chaos in the cities. The freedom fighters are, are they keep getting away. So they go to evacuate the Fuhrer to his bunker. And when he gets there, he starts asking one of the ladies who reminded me of Ilsa from, from Raiders of the Lost Art, or not Raiders, from Last Crusade, right? She's a blonde science woman. And they go, yeah, he's really been taking to the conditioning. And you see this bunker and it looks like this farm. You know, there's pig pens and there's an, an orchard. And as they're walking through, they get to the end and it's Overman, so it's it's Superman, Nazi Superman, and he's being conditioned that the fear is always right. So it, hey, stop! One second. <laughs> oh, the cat just got sick. So I'll have oh. to clean that up when we're done. Well, oh. it wouldn't be an episode of this show without an animal mishap. Yeah, right. So I, I started hearing. I thought she was scratching something. Then I realized, oh no, that's the bath. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so Overman's being introduced to the fight because that's is how far the freedom fighters have pushed them that they're going to release Nazi Superman to fight the spirit of 76 who's already in a weakened state because of of what has happened in America. Um and uh I'm trying to get back to that page. But yeah, so basically they're reminding him his name is Overman and the Overman serves the Fuhrer. So it just it tells me that behind this vault, through this massive, um, massive bunker, and stuff that maybe Overman was was uh, pushing back a little bit, and that's why they have to recondition him. But he's coming to fight the Freedom Fighters in the next issue. Um, the art's still solid. It, it's all it's a lot of action scenes with the uh, Freedom Fighters coming to save Uncle Sam, like they eject the human bomb out of the plane. And he just takes off this whole city street um, that stops this gigantic war wheel that they sent after him. Um, and they talk about how the war wheel was this thing that, that basically decimated Stalingrad, which I know that was one of the bloodiest wars during World War II. So the fact that in this history they had this technology that completely wiped out 
Stalingrad. Uh, it turned it to dust, they said. Um, so, but we see that as scary as that thing is, the human bomb basically disables it with one explosion. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, no, Venditti's still doing it between this and Hawkman. These are two books I really look forward to. Um, and especially with, with what happens here. We're almost halfway done. So I'm curious to see what happens with the Spirit of 76, Uncle Sam versus Overman. Like, is, is it going to be this knockout drag out? Or mm. is he going to be able to speak to something innate in Overman? And that's what flips the battle. I would like to catch up for next issue about yep. the Mary McKay promises. Yeah. yeah, it's super good. And when we see him, he looks like our Superman, just with the, the you know, how their, their swastika is a little bit softened, you know? Mm. That's the mm. logo on his... Uh, on his S shield, I mean, he looks properly. He looks proper scary, yeah. standing there at the end. Well, I mean, week four will be quieting down a little bit because both heroes in crisis and silencer will be done. Yeah. Uh, after next month, so hopefully that lets things breathe a little bit more. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. It depends what else they're adding. Because I can never remember yeah. off the top of my head. Uh, we we given it though before we. Before we uh, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I'm really. It might just be my bias. I like the subject matter. But I really enjoyed this issue. Cool. Uh, well, that was the last book of the the show, which means we're at the part of the show where we pick our favorite stuff for the week. We do our best panel slash moment, best uh, cover, best art, and of course, top five books. And uh, we actually have more than five books this week, so we actually can mm-hmm. do a full top five. Last week it was very much oh here's the four books we read in order. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Matt, what was your panel slash moment? So mine, mine comes from Wonder Woman. It's that who am I to judge? I just love the way that sequence plays out. It's Monica's art. So. Cool. Uh, Carl? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Swamp Thing Comfort in Bobo in Justice League Dark. That's pretty good. That was great. Cool. I, I'm going with uh, Silencer. I'm going with uh, the, the, the Chase and the Tanker. The Tanker specifically. Mm. Uh, I really like that, that yeah. sequence. Uh, so that's my pick. Uh, best cover, Matt? <laughs> As much as I didn't enjoy the issue, I really enjoy that cover of Heroes in Crisis. Oh, sure. Like like what it does with the oranges, it teases the family that's never going to show up again. Yeah. I, I, like, I am stuck very harshly between two. And it is the yeah. regular Action Comics cover by Epting. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. I'm looking that's at previews one. now. Um, yeah. And the variant for Batgirl. Also good. Which is What's the variant for Batgirl look like? I gotta look this up. It's, it's a Middleton one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me yeah. Also, um, the the Freedom Fighters is a take on the crossing of the Delaware mm. with, with George Washington. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one, but uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, uh, I see it, yeah. That Batgirl yeah. one's uh, her crouch in front of the clock tower, and it's just the gorgeous, gorgeous I, art. It's, I really like the regular Batgirl cover, uh, the Manipal one, yeah. and I really like uh, Gerard's Flash variant. The Flash uh, variant's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely between action and Batgirl variant for me, though. I think... <sighs> I'm going to nudge it to Batgirl, but it's goddamn close. I'm going to give it to the regular Batgirl cover. That was really good, though. The negative space stuff. Yeah, it's just nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame the, the Wonder Woman variant is Finch. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like that cover, though, the, the Dodson's one. Yeah, um, the Dodson one, they're always but, solid, aren't they? Yeah. You know. All right. Uh, top five books of the week, Matt. So, number number one is action number two is freedom fighters number three is wonder woman number four is how many is it? justice league dark number five is 
Batgirl. I think that's how they ordered up. Connor? Uh, Dial H for Hero, Wonder Woman, Justice League Dark, Silencer Batgirl. My number one is Action Comics. My number two is Wonder Woman. My number three is Silencer. My number four is... Dial H for Hero. My number five is... Um... Uh, I'll go with Detective. No, 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 Terrifics. I'll go Terrifics. That was number there five. Go. There you go. Those are my top five. Uh, so, there you go. Which means I can tell you what's coming next week on the show. Uh, quite a week. Although, there's a couple of things next week to make it a bit more exciting. Less yeah. things have changed. But uh, next week, we actually have the DC Villains of the Year special. The, the, the not exactly free comic book day, but it's essentially free comic yeah, book day. Yeah, we do. Yeah, They've sure. been pushing it in all the ads this yeah. week. Uh, so we got that. Uh, so that'll tease a few different storylines coming up in various books over the year. We've got three three things in it. Uh, we have Deceased Issue 1 from Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. So I know we're all excited for that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, quite right. It's been almost I played the button, actually. Here, here you go. Tom Taylor. Boom. Uh, I figured he was saving it for, for the, the big moment next week. Oh, sure. Oh. Yeah, I'll use it next week. Don't you worry. Yeah, well, he'll abuse it next week. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> we have Batman seventy. We got Justice League twenty three, Young Justice issue five, the Green Lantern issue seven. Uh, Matt might still be reading Female Furies issue four. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and then there's also Batman TMNT three issue one coming out, which I would read and cover, but I've actually not read the second one yet. Like I read the first mini, and I really, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I haven't read the second mini, so I probably can't do I that. Can't believe you've gotten three of these by now. Like, that's yeah. crazy to me. Did, well, uh, did you mention Young Justice there? I did, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Young Justice. Uh, it's a trilogy, though, which is kind of cool. Then uh, so there's also Harley Quinn issue 61, which obviously we won't be covering. Just, um, out of interest, obviously, because we, we record mm-hmm. on, a, on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Saturday, I believe, is, is Free Comic Book Day. Is. Uh, DC doing anything, really, aside from this uh, villains Not issue, which we're of. doing on the Wednesday, anyway? I don't, I don't know. Don't recall anything. I don't think so. Okay, that's cool. But after we record here, I'm gonna head to my shop for the sales and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm frustrated because I'm working on the Saturday, uh, so I'm working and coming straight back for this. That's nice. Yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not actually gonna get to the shop. Hmm. But hey, that's uh that's what's coming up next week. So. A, so it's actually not as dead as week one has been because we have the villains of the year in deceased. Uh, but you know, we'll see how it goes. So uh, that's coming next week. Uh, and Carlos have to catch up on one Patreon pick of Red Hood, which he'll do next week as well. So uh, that is uh, what's coming. Uh, so that is um, next week's show. This has been episode one hundred and fifty-one, I think. Two. Hundred fifty-two. Hundred fifty-two of Comments from the Multiverse. Uh, you can of course let us know what you think of the books in the comments below by all means do so uh, like and subscribe all that stuff it helps us out you know, give us a nice rating on your podcast app of choice if you want to support us financially you can do that over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv you can support us for as little as $1 per month and you get some bonuses exclusive some extras 
Uh, one of the main things, of course, for this show being the the monthly episode with me and Connor at the five dollar tier. Uh, the next one of which will be Jeff Johns and Gary Frank Shazam, which we have been saying for a while. <laughs> However, I explained this last time, but I'll just I'll just reiterate it. Uh, basically, because I've seen the movie and Connor hadn't, uh, it became a really awkward conversation very quickly, and we decided to push it until he's seen the movie, and then he got very sick and was out of action for like five days. Yeah, so, yeah. he's just being a layabout. <laughs> so as soon as Cora sees the movie we're going to record that bonus episode and that'll be up for patrons uh, so that's uh, coming soon um, is there anything else to tell you about I mean yeah I was, we should probably mention uh, the other Elsewhere and uh, TV shows the, uh, the other multiverse shows um, so we have Elsewhere in the Multiverse which is me and Connor talking about our non-DC books that we were reading yes. um, now in two parts which now comes in two parts over the week um, which I still think may have been a horrible idea because we've been having a terrible time remotely keeping that schedule. No, we're, we're, we're doing good this year, this week. Are we? Yeah. Be done tonight, first half. Yeah, but the plan was to have the first half up early Saturday. <laughs> well, it's early Sunday. It's close enough. We'll be done. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still thinking it was a terrible idea. Um, but yeah, so that's us talking about other books. Uh, a lot of Marvel, of course, and then some other stuff. Um, and we also have television for the multiverse where we talk about the DC TV shows uh, every week. So Basically, it's 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 an hour and a half of us telling you why you should watch Doom Patrol. Yes, and not Arrow or Flash. Um, so check out, check out that if you wish. Uh, so that's television for the multiverse and elsewhere in the multiverse. Uh, so check those out um, otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it you can keep reading DC Comics of course but always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force